you pulled yeah. me over for, you know, on suspicion of me copping coke because I'm white in the hood play, playing Metallica? Um, What up? What up, though? Yo. Episode. You don't even fucking know. Is it 68? Mm. Okay. 68. All right. Um, we're only going to talk about a couple of little things real quick because we got the continuation of the Mr. Hyde interview. Gets even more entertaining, more funny, more energetic. Yeah, it's dope. It seems like the five or six dozen of y'all that have seen it really like it, so definitely check in on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, we had something interesting happen this week in YouTube land. <laughs> we got uh maybe I'll be able to put it here on the screen, but we got a video removed. Yeah, uh shocked that this one got removed out of all the ones that we've posted we've definitely been more controversial and more opinionated more vulgar um the whole nine yeah this one was we were talking about the poke oh yeah you know the the famous poke that's that everyone's getting that's kind of supposed to keep them from being sick but it's it's making people sick low-key and they're not really obviously not allowed to talk about it yeah um, for those of you that didn't see the video, because a good number of people actually did on that one, but um, it was one of these things where in the title, I stated it was my opinion mm-hmm. on it, or our opinion. She just told a story about people chasing her down trying to poke her <laughs> <laughs> in the store. Without my consent. Yeah. And then I gave, uh, you know, my opinion. And every time I stated an opinion, I said, I'm not a doctor. I'm not qualified. None of that. This is just my opinion. Here's what I think. Yeah. Um, These are experiences that we've heard of, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and we didn't even go too in-depth with it. No. And then in the description, it was over and over again. This is a, an opinion, blah, blah, blah. Because it was in the back of my mind that YouTube's going to pull this bullshit. Yeah, we never claimed anything was medical fact. No. Or not. even alluded to that in nope. any of the ways that we were talking. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I'm not even going to get to where I have to put the med- medical disclaimer. I'm just going to give an opinion on what what I think and why I don't want to do it. Right. That's all I did. I didn't say y'all shouldn't get it. You're dumb if you no, I didn't say none of that. No. Should have, but I didn't. So the one thing we want to talk about real quick is the censorship that's happening. And rather than being on a negative side of it saying, oh, this is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. We're going to talk more about how they're screwing themselves. And there's a lot of ironic pitfalls mm-hmm. of instituting this censorship. Which you may see a change in not just social media, but, you know, well, uh, streaming sites like YouTube and and stuff like that. There's always going to be another option. Everything seems like it's everything to you until it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So There's always something else and there's always something else coming after that something else. And as quickly as we can use the devices we use now... They need to realize that we can switch between things. Yeah. Meaning, like, I'll use, say, DuckDuckGo as a search engine, but if I'm specifically looking for a location, I'll switch over to Google Maps. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if I'm watching a video, I might go to YouTube. 
you know, which, which is Google, but if I'm on social media, you know, you see what I'm saying? That you can switch between the shit. Yeah. But maybe this will lead to that. I, I took some notes, and what I wanted to say about them silencing uh, one side of, I guess you could call oh, it an argument. argument. Yeah. You silence one side of it, all that does is make the other side intriguing to people. It makes it alluring. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like when a parent tells you, like, this is bad. Don't listen to that CD. It'll right. rock your brain. Well, it's going to become your favorite CD. Yeah, it, it, that's what's going to happen. I find someone who was 18 to take me to the store. That parental advisory. God, we all did that. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. I'll give an example. Like, um, there's a lot of videos on YouTube that are from the History Channel and and, and also just independent ones mm-hmm. where they're giving opinions on uh, that history is completely different than what we're taught. It's it's wrong. They actually use that wording. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about a particular show. There's know, a couple of them, though. And they talk about, like, say, the Knights Templar coming here, right? Mm-hmm. And they're saying the Knights Templar are part of what's behind the secret societies in America. They're continued to the Masons, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so if one day YouTube decides that, like it said about ours with the medical thing, it said that they're removing anything that's medical uh, misinformation, and they define misinformation as anything that goes against the consensus of most or the majority of experts. Which could be 51%. Yeah. So, what I'm saying is that if they determine that more than 50% of scholars believe that, you know, the, the, the first Europeans here were uh, Col- Colombian, you know, Columbus days, mm-hmm. and that talking about the Templars or talking about that they may have ties to creating this country... If they deem all of that to be conspiracy stuff for whatever, maybe a biased reason, all that's going to do when you remove all of that is drive people... To look that up. Hell yeah. Yeah. uh, Google and and YouTube particularly, well, same company, need to get off of the high horse thinking that people are just going to, oh, well, I'll Google it. You know, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. They'll find their information somewhere. It also makes the opposition sharpen their sword. Like, in the case of, okay, now me in particular, in in this situation, it's making me find ways to talk about this without talking about it. It's making me find things that are 100% medical fact or that someone can come on the show and back up with actual medical records. Mm-hmm. That's making me dig all of that up. Whereas before, I would just blurt out my opinion, oh, I don't want to do that and be done with it. Now it's like, okay, all right, so that's what you want me to do? It's making me realize just how much more vocal I need to be about it. Because I usually, you know, if any of you know me on social media or whatever, like, he's more vocal about things like that. A lot of people, like, don't even know, like, what I necessarily stand for or don't stand for or whatever. But, well, most people know what I stand for. But... You know, there's a lot of people that aren't, aren't quite sure because I don't announce it really or whatever. But, like, I'm so fed up with things like this that I'm just like, well, you know, if they want to take stuff like that down on any platform, why? And there must be some 
big reason that people need to be informed of the other side because if they're so adamant about taking something down about anything whether it be this or anything else then what the fuck is going on something's being hidden and that's not cool in other like, words it's like it, it feels like an agenda it's an obvious agenda an obvious agenda and i feel like i and i have been um sometimes to my mental detriment so i you know i try to um, limit my responses. I oftentimes will type them out and delete them because I just don't feel like dealing with the fucking. Yeah, it's, it's a headache. It's tiring. It it's, is. It's... It is. But um, but it definitely makes me, you know, less inhibited to. I'm I'm not gonna hide, you know, how I feel. And See? I'm I'm always respectful about it too. It's not just sharpening your sword as far as your knowledge and how to word things and present it, but it's also. Making you uh, brave, essentially. My stance, yeah. It's making you a little more brazen. Yeah. You know, it's making me. And less... You gotta beware the person that doesn't usually talk about it. That person's yeah. thinking a lot more you know, instead of I don't spewing. usually spout it off very often. Um, I think about it all the time about all kinds of things involving this whole shit. You can't but, help but think about it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's in our not face twenty-four-seven, but. You're not allowed to talk about it unless you're on one side of it. And it's just, and we've stated both, you know, on videos here and on, you know, just other social media platforms or, or just in day to day speaking or whatever. Both of us have always stated in any kind of conversation. I respect what the fuck you want to do, if that's what you want to do, you know, whatever. If you're pro-poke, if you're pro-banana, if you're pro-whatever, and I'm not, like, I respect you being pro-that. But you need to also respect me being, you know, what I am, believing what I am, and don't shove it down my fucking throat. Nobody likes that. And don't silence me just because I'm saying, like, yo, if that's what you want to do, you know, with your body, okay, but, like... I don't want to do that, and it's like, oh, well, you're, you can't talk. You're, you know, you it makes talk. me do, like, you know, from a business perspective, you know, the quick answer would be, they don't want you giving this opinion because that will scare certain advertisers away, specifically advertisers that are all about this particular thing. And there's tons. But what it ends up doing is, like, for someone like me, it makes me question the validity of other advertisers on YouTube. Yeah. So I won't buy their product because I'm like, oh, they're a part of the whole bullshit. Yep. You know, or they're, they're towing the company line. I don't respect that. Like, I look at a lot of stuff when I'm watching these fitness videos and shit like that. There's, there's these so-called doctors. They'll do their... There's one guy in particular I'm thinking of that holds up a banana. And he's basically given... A theory that's kind of proven to be bullshit that doesn't apply to human beings. It applies to, to fruits and vegetables. But anyways, he's actually selling medical misinformation. All of these fitness people are selling medical misinformation. They're not just talking about their opinion on it. They can it. actually harm They're you selling too. it. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. selling it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I question, now I question all the advertisers. Because we um, didn't have one drop of medical information at all, even, or misinformation, no. just none of it. But and anyway. another thing you're doing is you're making us, uh, you're driving people to other platforms. Um, and you're also causing very valid creators, YouTube creators, to worry about being demonetized. 
Oh yeah, for that's sure. scary because what that's going to do uh, against you is going to make them. You see, we only have so much time. Even if you're a huge creator, you only have so many employees. You only have so much time. So you may dedicate seventy percent of your efforts to YouTube. Maybe maybe you got a Spotify thing going is like twenty percent, and the other ten percent is, is something else, like maybe Rumble or something. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're worried about being demonetized, and, and like I said, you're an innocuous creator, you're somebody who has nothing sensational, mm-hmm. you're still worried that you may tell a joke one day, or one of your guests may talk about something that could get you demonetized over practically nothing. Mm-hmm. And there are these horror stories out there already where oh, people yeah. get demonetized and they, their whole living is YouTube. Yeah. So now there's other options of places to upload your stuff. So you're pushing them to these other things that I know anyone from this particular company that's watching, that would watch this would say, oh, you know, we don't have to worry about that. But but you do, though, mm-hmm. because as soon as a couple of really huge creators leave, a lot of us smaller guys who not only are creators, but are big promoters of them are going to leave. We're going to follow the leader. Mm-hmm. We all do it, you know, so... Like, I didn't even think about putting the podcast on Spotify until Joe Rogan signed his deal. So there's an example. I mean, so, you know, you're driving away those who create the content that is your bread and butter. There's that. And, I mean, there's also just a simple thing of, and I forget who we had on. It might have been Herc. It might have been John Cash. Somebody agreed with us about how Facebook is, like, super homogenized. They use that term, too. And I was like, yes, thank you. Like, I've always said that. Like, you you know, with MySpace, you could personalize it. You no, it was freer. Uh, it was Hyde. Oh, was it? Yeah, we were just we okay. talked about it with him, yep. Yeah, and it, it's, it, it'll homogenize your platform. So, like, where I'm at right now, and I know Facebook's another one that thinks they don't have to worry. because And, and they are very smart when it comes to like weaving themselves into oh, your life yeah. to where you almost can't leave it behind. Yeah, they're like a freaking leech on you. But now, I am barely ever scrolling Facebook or anything because my brain connects that with politics. Yeah. If I want politics or political argument, I go to Facebook. So they've kind of lost their place in my mind as a social... A normal social outlet and I think a lot of people are hungry for one of those just like they're going to become hungry for a platform where people can say whatever they want right and so I'm going to start uploading our videos to rumble um, and Odyssey which I'm just learning about if anybody knows anything more about Odyssey than I do drop it in the comments mm-hmm. um, I believe it's run on blockchain so there's absolutely no censorship um, we're going to start dropping our videos on that stuff. Uh, I'll probably drop a link or two in the description here of, of stuff of ours that's on Rumble. Um, I'm not saying that these platforms are going to take over or anything like that, but the fact that a lot of people are using them just shows like a gradual movement. Yeah. And like I said, you can... They're there. They're available. Yeah. So. You can use, like I said, like that for your streaming app. You know, and you still use Google as your search engine. Mm-hmm. But then you start going, well, damn, man, like, it's all integrated, so is my search engine full of shit, too? 
And I ran into something the other day that, that completely proved that yeah. that, that, that was that's the case. A whole other thing, that that's but... biased and swayed and everything too. So I just thought I'd get it off my chest. It's like at first I was really I was kind of upset about it because I put some effort into the video. I uh, had was, a horrible day that day. Yeah, it was your personal was experience very, that you just wanted to share. Very disturbed and just wanted to share that experience and yeah, apparently. Oh, and on Rumble and Odyssey, we are going to have some people's horror stories about that poke. Yes. Several. One involves a death. Yeah. So. Um, and one in particular who I've been keeping in contact with every couple of days just to see how they're doing. And yeah, it's um, it's no, it's no fucking joke. I'm going to be doing also a religious debate. On Wednesday, I'm not sure when it'll be online or when it'll be available to watch. Probably shortly after that, but um, I'll put the link to that guy's. Uh, I believe it's God's Last Witness or something like that. Yeah, I don't know who you're. This just happened today. Yeah, like I apologize if I'm botching the name, but I'm going to be doing a religious debate where my stance in this debate is that. It's beneficial for our nation or for a nation like ours to essentially have one shared religion, one shared belief system um, rather than none. So that's cool to get out of the normal bag that, that I have over here. Um, other than that, get the 1996 album. Do it now. Go get the fucking album already. Um, it's L. Everyone says it's addictive. I get what they're saying. For some reason, it just it, it locks into my mind. And mm -hmm. honestly, normally my own music isn't like that. I make it and move on. Grab that album. Go grab the Bonnie and Hyde joint. Yes. It that. is dope. Yeah. It's really dope. The production on it's fucking crazy. It is great. It's crazy good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not just saying like, oh, it's it's dope, you know, because we just talked to him, nah, you know, or anything like that. Like, honestly, I wasn't even sure if I was gonna listen to it or not. No disrespect to him at all, but like, we had talked about that too. Like, I don't always listen to music when people tell me to listen to it. Just like he doesn't either, you know, and he doesn't either. Just no. But I, you know, have uh, started listening to some of the tracks and like man i'm i'm very impressed so yeah go get that shit it's just sure. nice yeah it really is nice it is other than that all i've been listening to is country rap yeah me too the last yeah bitch yeah. Uh, like right now it's not even rap i got that holler boys in my head that's been in my head all freaking day yeah ryan up church i fuck with you heavy pause yeah. uh you know, who knows? Maybe someday I'll work with one or more of these cats. Uh, I've been really obsessed with that uh, message from America, though, by Burden. Burden's definitely doing some really Ooh. good politically charged rap. If you are on our side of the things, man. Or even just shit. open to hearing great music that has some kind of strong message. Yeah. Even if you're opposed to the message, the shit's ill. Well, just like the track me and John Cash did. Yeah. Burn, loot, murder. Oh, my God. I mean, I almost feel like we What's ought to... What's the status of that? Well, the track's done. It's mixed. It sounds great. Um, Maxwell introduced me to another artist who shares the same belief system. Okay. Because we have so much going on, 
I'm kind of doing what I did with 1996 and letting it naturally come, you know, come to fruition. Okay. It's going to be done. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to start getting beats for it this week and putting it together, but I feel like I got to do more to push 1996 first. Yeah. You know, one strong message at a time. But yeah, that that project is going to get done. If you're, if you're a hip-hop artist and you um, have anti-censorship anti uh, like extreme left yeah you know anti uh, race and identity politics you know you, you lean a little bit to the right contact me um, I'll put you on a really ill project something that I'm gonna put some 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 of that stuff I have in my pocket behind that burn murder song is fucking amazing like I mean it's just it's one of the best songs I've heard him do in a long time. If it didn't have such a strong message, I would add it to 1996 as like a bonus track. Yeah, but I feel like it really starts off a project in another direction. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm still, you know, the, the shout out to Yellow Wolf real quick. I got to give it to this dude. He's got the project out with Mugs, the project out with DJ Paul, the project out with Caskey. And then he's got his own shit, of course. This motherfucker's got a... I swear there's another project, too. He's put out more quality projects in this little, you know, since, I believe, since, like, January 1st. Mm -hmm. More high-quality projects than most people do in their whole fucking career. He's doing the damn thing right now. Yeah. It has been. It's random to give him the shout-out like that, but... Now, I think we shouted him out before about it, but... Oh, wait! We did actually shout him out before uh, when we also spoke about Southern rappers not getting their roses like and their respect like they should, but it was in the fucking thing that got taken down. Oh, that's right. That Damn. Was a portion of that. Yeah, see, that so, video was like 56 minutes long. We only talked about this issue for like 18 minutes. And not it, even, yeah. Something like that, and including know? the intro to the video. So right, right. we talked about the Southern rap thing. Yeah. And, you know, basically how low-key it, it's taken over hip-hop. Yeah. It really is, because it, it, the fans behind that stuff are very, very dedicated. It, it's Over 12 years, yo. Yeah, and I mean, now it's getting to the level where it's really spreading. I like the fact that there must be something genuine. Well, I know there's stuff, something genuine, but I mean, people must be picking up on something with 1996. Cause like, dude at the gym... Like, mm -hmm. all he listens to is country rap, and he fucks in 1996. It truly is the biggest movement in hip-hop. It's low-key, outselling everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's it's really soulful and really has the voice of the struggle in it, whereas you're not really hearing that too much in, in current, well, at least mainstream hip-hop. And I compare it to mainstream because of the numbers these cats are doing. Yeah, I mean, think back to, like... What you would like to listen to, like, you know, as far as, like, like you just said, like, having that, like, struggle element in it. Well, I'll say like this. People have been following Jelly or even Yellow Wolf to, for, you know, basically a decade. Over that. And then buying his t-shirts or buying their t-shirts, going, you know, obviously to their shows, mm -hmm. buying their albums. 
you know, paying for whatever premium, like, uh, exclusive content they got, mm-hmm. getting their shit tattooed on them, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, for, like, a decade. Now, ask yourself if, like, 10 years from now, anybody you know is going to be, like, quoting Quando Rondo and, like, buying his fucking shit or the baby or any of these cats. Yeah. The answer is no. No. I mean, it's, it's, it's no knock on no, them, no, even. No, it's no. just they're not of that ilk. Mm-mm. And because there's so much material out there now, rather than allowing ourselves to take in five seconds of every good artist that's out there, now it seems like people are like streamlining it and saying like, okay, these are the cats I fuck with. This is what I spend my money on. I'm going to dedicate myself to this movement. It really does seem like it's gone that way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much noise. It's like, I'm going to, like, simplify my life, and I'm just going to subscribe to these cats. I'm going to buy their shit. I'm going to listen to them. And if they co-sign somebody else, okay, fine. I'll start following that uh, That's kind of what I did <laughs> for years, was just listen to those cats. The fan base has grown And you have immensely. new ones, like Adam Calhoun makes me yeah. feel good, because he's my age exactly. He just came into the game. And he came into the game as a dude that's just like a father raising his kid. He did a little bit of prison time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when he went to prison, he wasn't, you know, some drug dealer or no shit like that. He was a dude with a regular job that, that got down with his hands. Yeah. He ended up in prison behind that. So you got these dudes that are that, that are more about real life. They're mm-hmm. making this ton of music. And it, and it is sort of like, you know, as soon as one guy seems to be exiting out or maybe fizzling out or just getting older... There's another one right behind him. Well, and these another cats one. are close too, so like once one comes into the fold, you know, like it's a thing where like you, these are artists that I trust. So yeah, like yeah, that's I what trust makes people them. Dedicated. So when you know somebody new comes into the fold, I'll give them a chance. As to where I usually wouldn't like feel like I'm like who the yeah. fuck is this. I give them a chance, and then I end up with a new artist that I like. But and they're usually always really fucking good. Without further ado, the cat who's interviewed, the part two of the interview we're about to introduce, uh, that camp is similar to that. Yes, absolutely. We've got Ill Bill and Necro and Hyde, and then, of course, you, you know, there's the projects with, with Necro and Cool G Rap, but mm-hmm. then you had La Coca Nostra slain all of these cats that even they they work with Vinnie Paz here and there mm-hmm. you do trust every artist that they fuck with like I, I've yeah. never heard an artist on any of their projects where I'm like no they're all he's solid. a weak link you know yeah. it's the second you start thinking one guy is is the main dude that you fuck with one of the other ones drops a verse on a track where you're like all right I gotta hear this dude's album mm-hmm. you know whether you want to call it horrorcore any of that's like hardcore rap you know whatever um, they, they, they created a lane. They and set the fucking bar. They for, did for all that. Because dudes can spit, man. Yeah. I mean, it's not just sensationalized bullshit. No, exactly. It's, they can actually rap. Where I'm like, okay, if I end up doing a track with these dudes, man, like I'm actually gonna, you know, break some pencil lead and you know, mm-hmm. crumple some papers up on some B rabbit shit. Yeah. You know, like that. So, um, yeah, we got part two of the Mister Hyde interview here. Um. God, we talk about so much shit. He does drop some jewels for artists that are on the come up. Yeah. You should pay attention to that. I actually paid attention to it, and it made me kind of want to 
brand my shit properly, put Very some time into it. Useful information for sure. Absolutely, coming from somebody who has done it a hundred percent independent from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, He's paying his bills like that, so listen to the man. Yeah, no doubt. Just, I mean, just, find your lane, stay in it, dedicate yourself to your fans, enjoy what you do. Too. Exactly, and and that will that'll show through to people. Yeah. They will enjoy to listen to you if they en- if you enjoy performing to them. Yeah, like you, you can know? tell that, like just from, you know, what I've listened to, obviously of Necro, and Mr. Hyde, um, and like the new album, you know, you can tell that, you know, these motherfuckers aren't fake. No. You know, like they're enjoying what they're doing. Like it's not just like some bullshit, and. That's dope. I it's not for that. record sales. No, yeah. Yeah, you know, when you're genuine like that, that's what I'm saying. You will get the sales. You will get somewhere. You will establish yourself. Like I'm, I unfortunately had to start all over again, but I'm starting to see it now. Where it's like, okay, I do my own thing. This is great. You know, I don't answer to nobody, and that that's what you need to do. You need to find out who your core audience is. You need to find out what they like about you. And just fine-tune that. Don't try to be the next guy. Don't try to be the guy who's going to, you know, I'm going to sell 50 million records. No, you're not. It, I, I, I'll bet against you uh, 999 times out of 1,000. You know, one of y'all might get there, but I know that, I know that like, the competitive artist, when I said that just now, I was like, I'm that guy. Uh, no, you're not. You, you are probably not that guy. Be you, man. <laughs> it's more freeing. It is. You know? And the music is usually always a hundred times better. It's always better. You know? You can tell. I so. mean, at one point, DMX could have said, like, dude, I'm still having to rob people. My jaw's wired shut right now. Like, you know what? I'm going to rap flossy shit. I'm going to rap about champagne and, and, and just fucking bitches and... Driving Bentleys and shit. Yeah, he could have done that. And if he would have done that, at best, he would have had a hit or two and fizzled away. Yeah, then people would have been like, remember when he did that shit? What the fuck remember was that? Remember that guy? Yeah. You, know, <laughs> and, you know, now he's trying to do street shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Anyways, uh, Mr. Hyde, he's promoting the Bonnie and Hyde project. Him and his uh, wife, Cherry Rain, did. And man, she has an element to the project that's just dope. Several elements, yes. Yeah, from production like, to voice. I mean, she's she really brings it. I was very. Impressed. I'll just say the shit's ill. Yes. Uh, I'll just simplify it and say it's ill. And y'all know I hate rappers, so for me to say that the project's great. No, you know, I hate everybody. So I'm saying she really something does. Good, you know. So here goes the interview. I hope you enjoy it. Have some laughs and shit. We got uh, more content coming up on the channel just about every damn day. Um, I've just been behind on it. Um, we recently, the, the move we talked about with y'all, like, it's going to take some postponed time. Postponed for the moment. Postponed, so, you know, I'm still Michigan's problem, as my PO would say. Uh. So, on that note, I say peace. That's that's what tells me something's a great album is that playthrough like ability. Play through, yeah. If yeah, the whole thing just you know what I'm saying, and you know, kind of hits me in different ways. But there's stuff that you could play from beginning to end, like you know, certain Pac albums are like that. You know, Reasonable Doubt is like that. I know you're where, yeah, I always say reasonable. It's dark and hell is hot. You know, like yep. we just lost DMX recently. I'm doing a little tribute song and stuff, and the way that you describe some of the artists you did. 
you know, when, when you were saying that they, they were saying things that were just wild and out there and it wasn't accepted like commercially, that's what right. drew me to him. I was right. on the whole kind of yes, yes, y'all type, uh, almost backpackery type shit, but I always wrote. How, how, can I ask you, how, how old are you? <laughs> 41. Okay. Yeah. You, so, you're... I mean, I was 18 when X first dropped. Mm -hmm. And um, my thing was this, like I had always written the darker, more personal, desperate shit, kind of kept yep. it to myself because I felt like nobody wanted to hear that shit. Right. When he right. dropped, I was like, dude, just sold 100 billion albums, basically wrapping my journal. So he made it OK <laughs> so, for like. So yeah, you, you, you related to it. It was something. Yeah, it was like he to. made it OK for MCs to be commercially successful, but be super dark. Like y'all might not a uh, uh, notice, but I'm sure that 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 shit from from I guess you could call it your subgenre might have sold a little more after DMX dropped. Like he kind of brought that darkness to the game. Like Gravediggers brought horrorcore because Russell Simmons was kind of obsessed with horrorcore. But whatever DMX did, I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> it's it it just brought a certain darkness back and got rid of that shiny suit bullshit that was happening. Yeah, like yeah, I couldn't yeah. relate to that. You know, you're in the hood, well, you're grinding, you're, and, you're not popping champagne and shit. You know what I mean? And for, and for me, it was Cool G Rap because he, he when when I heard um, the, five, I think it was the, the four, five, six album. Uh, and he had a song called Executioner Style. Yeah, I know. Okay, when I heard that, it was so lyrically fucking descriptive and, and hardcore and brutal, but lyrically brutal. So it was... Yeah, he was like that. Nobody else is really doing that. I don't think multi listen, multi-syllables, rhyming whole sentences, uh yeah, just and spitting with crazy yeah. flip flipping his flows, just fucking I mean, yeah, it was crazy. Just just, just when I when I heard that, I'm like, I, I knew that I had to, I wanted to rap like that, and I, I just wasn't good enough yet. I want I had to step my game up. I heard him, loved it, and I and I realized because I was already rapping when I heard that album. Of course, I wasn't rapping when I heard it's a demo and, and, and Ill Street Blues yet. I was just about to. But, you know, Ill Street Blues, I was just about to start rhyming. And that's, that was one of the things, like I said earlier, that got me into it. But but the 456 album, lyrically, how he was on that album, even the commercial track with Nas, uh, uh, Fast Life, yeah, it was just yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy flows, crazy lyrically. And, and he's from Queens and born in the same hospital as me. Cool G Rap was born in Elmhurst Hospital you know, 10 years before I was born in the same hospital. So it's kind of the lineage is crazy. And I, and I found that out when, when Necro did the Godfather's album and me and Cool G Rap and Necro all hung out together and went to dinner and we're chilling. We were chilling, making videos and got to meet him and got to do two songs with him. Incredible. Yeah, I was going to like, ask you, uh, actually, I think, didn't you want to ask about his collabs? And shit oh, like yeah. Who's your favorite person to work with that you've worked with? Necro, but but besides Necro, I, I guess that's the obvious because me and Necro, when we get together, we're so hey, alike. We're so alike mentally uh, and musically, where, where we 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 get inspired and pumped up by the same shit, same type of shit, and the same yeah. type of riffs, the same type of riffs. Yeah. So we we would be pitting to metal, you know, as fans to the same music. So and and we and we get pumped up watching the same type of movies. So, you yeah. know, like, so the same things that make, get our juices flowing, like to get us pumped, 
is the same type of so when we get together our, our and and we're very foul and exploitational in our brains too so we get together and we uh, and when we build it, it becomes really sick songs some of the sickest fucking songs we've ever done yeah. songs like brains knife in your spine exploitation like these the crazies you know his his product me me on his production is just alone it's crazy and then with him on it as well gruesome twosome tuesday these types of songs they're my favorite songs to do it uh, uh, um, but but then then to to, to so now rapping doing the song wolf eyes uh necro beat on the godfather's album with cool g rap necro and me on the track basically my my best friend and my favorite rapper and favorite person to collaborate with currently with my idol and my and the person who influenced me and and and, and inspired me to start rapping cool g rap um from my neighborhood from queens you know what I mean? All together on a track, getting to do that together, that, that's probably my favorite and landmark feature, I would say, or collaboration. I mean, MC, it must have been a rush, because, I mean, you got to admit, you was probably writing extra hard. You, well, was probably, you was probably rewriting lines and shit, making sure that that shit was 100%. <laughs> so so I, I, had, I also had the luxury of being at the studio um, when Necro played cool g rap my verse from from that song so cool g i got to be there and see cool g rap's reaction to hearing my verse for the first time on that track oh cool and he was bopping his head hard and he turned it's around dope. he was like he turned around he was like hi you fucking bodied that shit that's oh so, yeah so what when he said that that was it like i, I could retire yeah, like, be done <laughs> right like, now yeah. that's all i needed <laughs> That that's it. That's that's my last song, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> you know, so and I remember. Listen, I, I don't. You know, I, I I'm not the type to really toot my own horn. I, I you know I'm just I'm I'm really in it for the love, and 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 for you know and now to support my family. I know I know my brand. I know what works. I know what sells my merch. Um, I you know I know what keeps the zombies fucking hungry. You know what yeah. I mean? And I have these diehard fans that you know. I'm blessed that they every time I release something, they're gonna buy it. So it's incredible. Every time I drop a new piece of merch, they're gonna buy it. But mm-hmm. you know, for me, I felt like um I did my thing. You know, I held my own with with legends and and current legends and past legends, and I held my own on that track. And and a lot of people, you know, feel the same way, and and I'm happy with that. So yeah, I heard the my- track. I thought you killed it too, man. I mean. From one MC I, to another, it's like I, I pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Like appreciate it. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. And I, and 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 that's always the best um, critique that you can get from a fellow artist. You know, like I don't really, I'm not really into taking critique from people who don't do what I do. It's like you know, yeah. that doesn't gonna, make sense at that point. Yeah, I, I'm gonna tell Derek Jeter he's whack because he struck out. Like not right, right. I, I'm yeah. I'm gonna strike out. No, people do. Plenty of people yeah. do. <laughs> you oh, know? you fucking suck! But I can hit that pitch. No, you can't. Uh, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> no, you no you can't. Like you know the fat fucking slob telling the boxer from from his couch that he's right, tired yeah. in the second. He's tired. In, oh, this fucking boxer is tired in the second round. He's running out of gas, bro. You're tired walking up your steps. You, uh, right. <laughs> you piece right. of shit. Don't no. tell me. <laughs> Don't tell someone who, if you don't do what they do and you can't do what they do, don't tell them that they're whack and they suck. These critics, they have no, you know, they have nothing else going for them. So they're going to be in their fucking, they're going to be in their tidy whiteies on their fucking computer chair on the keyboard, Uh dissing people, you know, on these fucking message boards and these websites and these blogs. 
you wouldn't tell me that in person. Let me tell you. Right, I'll tell you yeah. right now. You're not going to tell Hey, Mr. Hyde, you fucking suck. You rap about the same thing every fucking time. I can't believe it. You're so one-dimensional. I'm, you know, as they're typing, each finger gets broken. <laughs> snap, 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 snap. Hey, now I can rhyme about your broken fingers, fuck face. Right, yeah. You know, like, you know, so, but that would be the same thing. It'd be one dimensional because I'd probably rapped about broken fingers before. Who knows? Um, it, anyway. It's though, man, because I know from experience, they'll call you one dimensional, but when you start doing different shit, they complain about that too. Like, yeah. what if, oh, what that's a great point. About killing people? <laughs> that's a great point. So, so here's the funny thing. Derek Jeter sucks, right? He sucks. Oh, he's the worst player ever. But then he goes, well, my, let's, let's take Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, you suck. We hate you. Then he starts playing baseball and he sucks at baseball, right? <laughs> so that's what right. you wanted. You wanted, to, you wanted him to leave basketball where he's great and go play baseball. Right, like, yeah. You know. So yeah, no, I'll stop rap, I'll start rapping commercial right now. I could bro, I could rap like these fucking trap rappers. Oh. I could write those, I could write those rhymes in five minutes. In five yeah. minutes, so a fucking song will be written, you know? Trash. Like I was um, gonna yeah. ask you if there's any artists out there that you're really feeling. Currently, like new artists that, that, that first start doing their thing in the last couple of years. Current artists that I like? Yeah, anybody came out recently? Um, uh, you know, I wouldn't. Here's one of the things I, I don't want to. I don't mean to be a dick, but I, I'm I'm very introverted when it comes to um, hip hop. At this point, I kind of I kind of only listen to my my team and. Right. Uh, like I listen to my team, people who I support, my close fam, and 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 old school hip hop, like '90s hip hop and shit that 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 I love growing up and, and coming up, you know, in the game, shit that you know th those type of artists. And it's just because I like to stay in my own um, influence-free Mr. Hyde realm of originality. Let's say that totally makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, like when I'm working on a project, I won't listen to any other hip hop. Okay, so you relate. Ready to leak into my music. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know if uh, if other people, if other artists related to that. I wasn't sure. I thought that maybe I was being a dick. You know? Like, no, I, like, no. I, uh, Actually, I kind of got that from uh, DMX. He wrote it in his book when he was describing his creative process, and that people oh. thought that he was negative towards other artists, even the dudes that he was fucking with. He never knew okay. their new shit because okay. he, he wouldn't listen to him when he's working on a project. He was always working on a fucking project, so you right, right, rap, right. You, you know. What so, I mean? so, so me and I, I, I feel like me and Necro are similar too, because we, you know, we, when we're in the creative process, honestly, for me, I, I get inf influenced and inspired by other shit, like, um, like movies, movies, and sometimes uh, a TV show or something. I remember when I, when, when the show, there was a show, uh, a couple of years ago called Spartacus. It was a series. Yeah. Spartacus. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that. Yeah. It was so fucking crazy and so brutal. And I remember that that influencing me and, and inspiring me to to write. And I and, and uh, I, I think it was around the time of um, maybe the If It Bleeds We Can Kill It album into maybe Evil Never Dies album. And like in between those two. And a lot of my stuff at that point had had some had Spartacus and Gladiator references in it. So uh you know, Game of Thrones I, did that to me. Yeah, <laughs> I had some What's Game it? of Thrones. Great Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, that too. I, I got I an had, album called The Mad King because of that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The so Mad I, King. I feel what you're saying. Yeah. You so I, I I got kind of you know lines like that. It was very uh, in that vein, like some 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 warrior Spartacus type shit, 
and 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 there are a lot of my, a lot of lines from the, from those 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 uh those songs would have have those references in them. But yeah, so so a dope movie. Sometimes when I get into a zone, depending on what the beat is calling for, I, sometimes I could just get inspired by the beat that's sent to me. So like yeah. when I'm when I'm in a creative process, I listen to a lot of beats because I have folders upon folders on folders of beats where uh, and and when I when producers holler at me and they're like, "Yo, hide, you know, check out this beat. I made it. This especially for you." Uh, um, I want to give a big shout out to those kids. I do fuck with people's beats, uh, but I have so many and so many in folders that say potential beats yeah. that don't feel bad if I don't use your beat. So I, I just want to be honest and, and yeah. say, you know, it just might, it might not be that it's not a dope beat, but I, I'm, I'm the type of dude who, when I hear something, because I have so many on deck, it's already potentially that I want to use. Um, if it doesn't blow me away or, or, or immediately make me want to think of a theme or start writing start something. Start writing immediately, yeah. Right. Like, sometimes I'll hear something and I'll be like, yo, that shit sounds like, you know, like this topic, like boxing. It sounds like a boxing beat. I'm going to start writing a boxing verse now and maybe just make a whole boxing song. Let's just say. I'm just saying that for example. Not that I have a, a beat like that right now. But um, if, if that happens, then I'll use your beat over the ones that I have in my folders that is supposed to be potential beats. So sometimes I'll write notes, you know, next to certain beats. I'll label it, you know, psychotic thug shit or whatever, yeah. whatever the whatever the realm I'm in. You know, no, I have I a bunch of like sometimes I come across a beat where the beat's amazing. I can hear it would be a fucking banger for somebody, but not for me. It just yes. don't work for me in that moment. Yeah. Yes. You know, I might pass it to somebody like, yo, this kid's got something that's dope. You know, I fucked up a few times. Like, well, I can't say I fucked up because I wouldn't have wrote that song to it. So it is what it is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well, guess what? As an artist, you don't want to do that and have that song blow up for somebody else. But here's the funny thing. Um, you, you never know. You might not have written what what made that song right. popular. You might not right. have written what, what somebody writes to something or some, somebody gets the idea. They might feel something different. That's what's, what's so dope about art in general, music and art in, in general. What 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 may sound like a thug beat to you may sound like a um, a, a sex beat to me. You know, I totally peeped that before. Like so, that, uh, you make me better. That fucking who is that? Uh, you make me better. I can't remember. Whatever. Anyways, R and B song is about. <laughs> You know, you probably heard it before. It's about like I'm a movement by myself, and it's, yeah. it's a love song. Yes, yes. It sounds I, like a fucking murder song to me. Like, <laughs> right, right. like I, I hear you. Story about killing somebody. <laughs> Listen, you know, you. I'm gonna tell you something funny. So I'm I'm on Netflix with my wife watching uh, old episodes of the Chappelle Show, the Dave yes. Chappelle Show, right? Oh yeah. So you know the fucking beat that he comes into. That's press beat. That beat makes me want to murder someone. When I hear that beat, I'm like, yo, if I rhymed on that, I would rap strict fucking horror. Like, you know what I mean? Just it's crazy. The, like the doldrums, kidnapping people, putting them in a fucking dungeon, you know, chaining them to a fucking radiator. Yeah, do it. Do it as a freestyle. <laughs> that beat, so we're listening to it. I'm like, yo, that beat is hot. She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my wife knew, she's like, yeah, Dead Prez. And I'm like, yo, bro, Dead Prez raps on, you know, they'll do some political shit on it. So I'm like, hip hop. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, for me, I hear, I hear evil when I hear yeah. that. Doesn't that beat sound dark? With that bass. That, that, beat, yeah. that beat's fucking dark as fuck. And it's got a heavy fucking bass. You know, like it's, it's 
to me, it sounds like some evil shit. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, one of the funniest things is I took uh, the J. Rue, the Damager premiere beat, Ain't the Devil Happy, right? Yeah, I know that's right. So that beat, he rapped about how we should kill devils and be positive and, and, and fuck devils and ain't the devil happy because the world is going to shit, right? So, so he did like some preachy shit on it. And it was dope because the beat was incredible. But I, when I heard that as a young kid and I was already rapping and I was already rapping evil and apocalyptic, I thought when I heard that beat, what came to my mind was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> it came to my mind. I was like, I would rap some Texas Chainsaw Massacre shit on here. It's evil as fuck. Um, you know, and it has the, the laugh in it. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. That's RZA. That's a I can totally example, right? see how you could do that. Yeah. So, well, I did it. I oh, did you it. did? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so look up the song. So I named the song The Sledge. Okay. So it's a reference right. from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1. Yeah. So uh, this, look up Mr. Hyde, The Sledge. And it's, a, it's, it's on the, my album, If It Bleeds, We Can Kill It. So it's, it's, it's a hidden, not a hidden, it's an album track. It wasn't a single or anything like that. I took the beat, uh, I turned it into a Texas Chainsaw Massacre themed ode to that movie. And in the movie, the, the original, which is my favorite horror flick of all time. I love it. The yeah. psycho in the beginning who hitchhikes, the psycho yeah. down with the family who hitchhikes, uh -huh. he's talking about the slaughterhouse. Yeah. And when they drive past the slaughterhouse and he goes, yeah, he goes, now they use the, the gun. You know, they kill the cows with the gun. Yeah. And, and he's like, fuck that. He's like, the sledge, the sledge is better. Yeah, 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 I remember that. <laughs> so he's like, the sledge, the sledgehammer is better, right? So when he said that, you know, it stuck out of my head. I was like, I'm going to make a song out of just that line. The sledge is better. Because, um, you know, keeping it between us and anybody who listens to your show, I've hit people with a sledgehammer before. So, so, <laughs> so I know it's, it's, it's one of my favorite weapons. Yeah. You know? So mm -hmm. I've used hatchets, I've used sledgehammers, I've used knives, you know. So so anyway, so um, but getting back to it before I incriminate myself further, <laughs> I made the song The Sledge and 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 you guys will listen to it. I, maybe I don't know if you edit later and you could maybe maybe put that song in just during this segment, but it's pretty sick. And I turned, but to get back to your point, I turned Jeru's preachy song about how, you know, to kill devils and not and be positive and you know, fuck anybody who's doing Satanist Satanist shit, you know into a fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre old homage track. And I'm rapping out of that perspective. Just and very lyrical, very evil, very fucked up, very, you know, fuck people up type shit. But the hook is about is about sledgehammers. And but yeah, you'll 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 definitely enjoy it because I see that both of you knew the scene I was talking about immediately. So I know you're both. Yeah, like, you know, we got a kid that's been watching that shit since he was three years old. Yeah. It sounds fucked up, but. So you're, so you're raising him right. You're raising the kid the right way. I, I applaud you because my baby's already watching horror movies. So, you know. We're into horror stuff, serial killer shit, you know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, I like abnormal psychology. Like We're doing a murder tour right now in Ohio. They're not gonna have nightmares. They're gonna be the nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> yeah, we're literally doing a murder tour. Yesterday we were in um, what's it called? Finley, Finley, Ohio, where that sugar babe shit happened. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. We yeah. And, and next we're going to Cleveland to the Ariel Castro house and shit. And the Anthony Soul house. In the Anthony Soul house. Yeah. The, so I mean, yeah, we into some weird shit like that. Shit. No, but that's Listen, what I always respected about y'all's music is I mean, you know, I'm sure you know Detroit is kind of like a a hotbed for for horrorcore artists and a lot of wannabe horrorcore artists. Y'all got the MCing skill with the horrorcore right. shit. Some of these other cats just write shock shit that's stupid. Also, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, well, I agree with you. I, I, I Listen, I'm never the type of person who's going to mention names and diss anybody. But right. but I'll tell you that that if you're doing your thing, you know, and you're successful, I'm, not, I'm never going to knock another uh, artist hustle. But right. I will say that I, I don't, my mind has to be expanded a little further than I'll kill your mother or I'll smother your brother. And, you know, right. like, yeah. like I, I can't listen to that shit. It's, it's right. to me, it's, there's a level of cheesy horrorcore where oh, God, just like, yeah. you know, a lot of people, we're not going to watch bad horror either. Like, like fucking $5 budget horror. I mean, low yeah. budget is one thing. I like low budget horror. Hey, right. <laughs> There's a lot of real piece of shit movies out there. Listen, the original Born of the Naked Dead is originally it was a movie that I, I used to work in a video store, and it was in, in the in the, in my video store that I worked at. It was a mom and pop store. It wasn't like a blockbuster. So they had like the porno section. They had yeah. the horror section. You know, so it was like you had creeps coming in in trench coats going downstairs to rent <laughs> porn. Right? So so that that type of stuff. Um, but but they had the ill horror section with all the sick horror movies. And I remember that that they had a, a section called the basement section where they would keep movies that haven't rented in years there because they, they didn't have the room on the main floor to display that shit. And why display it if nobody's going to rent it? Yeah. So I that was the shit. That was my wonderland. That was my... Oh, I went wow, that sounds cool as hell, bro. <laughs> and I would go rent... Bring all, after my shift at the video store, I would bring all those fucking movies home and watch them all. And I remember seeing Barn of the Naked Dead there. And like, I was a horror aficionado as it was, but that was a movie that I didn't see growing up. Like I would watch, coming up, I would watch all the, the you know, Freddy and, you know, yeah. the, and I yeah. Home Street, all, all, like everybody else did. And of course I seen, I would go further and watch Three on a Meat Hook and Bloodsucking Freaks. And I seen those movies early, but, but um, I seen Barn of the Naked Dead and it had really shitty artwork. It was like really fucking. It was kind of kind of weird. Uh, they took a bunch of images and they put them all over the place, and it, it was like kind of thrown together. But the name was so sick that I was like, I have to take this home and, and watch it. The, the name caught me, Barn of the Naked Dead. So I, I brought it home, watched it. It was a total pile of shit. The movie sucks. Low budget. I was gonna say I want to see this, but never mind. <laughs> right. No, the the editing is terrible. Choppy editing. Um, it's really it's really fucked up. So so you know I, I watched it. I don't even think I got through the whole movie, but I remember saying a light went on in my head, and I said the the the, the balls of the, the of a director or the, the, the writer to 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 name that movie that um, yeah. is sick. I, I said you know what I'm gonna name my first album that. That's what I said because and and when somebody it's good it, like the, it was such a piece of shit movie where the artwork sucked too. And for me to bring it home and be excited about watching it just from the name, I said, I'm going to name my first album that because it's going to have the same effect. Someone's going to walk through a Best Buy and see a, 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 a CD that says Barn of the Naked Dead, and they're just going to buy it. They're going to buy it because they're curious, they're curious about what the fuck could be on this. And then the artwork on it is going to be Mr. Hyde, you know, the artwork that there is, the legendary fucking Mr. Hyde artwork of that, of that album. So now 
I did, I did the guy one better already. The content on the album is incredible. The artwork is incredible. And the title is incredible, even though it's stolen. <laughs> but, but I heisted that, I heisted that shit and made it my own and fucking, I'm glad I did it. But this was, this was like 1997. So from 1997, I, that year, my album came out in 2004. Since 1997, I knew I was going to name my first album Bar of the Naked Dead and I followed through. So, <laughs> so that, that's, it's an interesting story. And I, I've told the story before, but not recently. So, you know. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. yeah, I mean, yeah. I know y'all get a lot of love in New York because back in, I want to say it was 2003, I did the Rockefeller battle. It was a, a MTV thing that was in New okay. York. And okay. uh, I got disqualified, but that's a whole fucking different thing. But we went in, yeah, I, I made a reference to the Twin Towers, and this is like less than two years. Ah, back. okay. Gotcha. I mean, I was a yeah, well, only fucking favorite, well, listen, but listen, it was man. a bullshit battle. They didn't get what they were supposed to get, whatever, anyway. Well, real real quick, before you get finished the story, you do you remember um, the song Juicy by Biggie? Yeah. After after the that, that shit happened, the terrorist shit happened, when they would play that song, they would bleep out the words, blow up like the world trade. Oh, I remember that. Right. They yeah. that. So, so yeah. anywhere in New York, when they play that, they would still play the song, but they would edit that part out. I think some of the stations... Now, see, had I, like, done what cats do now and written my battles ahead of time, I would have never yeah. said that. Yeah. But I'm in right. New York, I'm going off my head, I'm seeing... But anyway, we're in the Tower Records, we go in there where they got like the, the, the most popular shit. And I'm, I'm guessing yeah. at the time it was like Rock La Familia and whatever the fuck, you know, the, the 50 Cent might, might have been out and, and Nelly and all this shit. Necro's motherfucking album was in there, in that right. fucking strip of, you know, multi-platinum, you know, kind of almost sellout artists. You know, right. like I was like, oh shit, that's dope. These well, guys we, are doing numbers. That, that's what's up, you know? Necro through psychological records uh got a distribution deal and we had worldwide distribution so uh barn of the naked dead pre you know prefix for death gory days all these albums were in chain stores they were in best buy they were in i'm sorry i keep changing the camera angle but i have to because i'm holding the phone now because it's on the oh, charger no, yeah. so the phone is on the charger i have to just you know it actually gives it a cool yeah it looks creepy <laughs> it gives it a cool creepy vibe yeah. man it's cool uh, yeah. Yeah, like that. There you go. <laughs> exactly. I'm a haunted this house nerd too. That works for me. Yeah, it's like some cold so, falling shit. I'm sorry, it looks like a fucking Instagram selfie video, but yeah. Uh, you know, but but yeah. So so we, yeah, we had worldwide distribution. That was one of the craziest things. And I would giggle, giggle my motherfucking ass off to quote Eddie Murphy, right? So um, when I would see my album in Best Buy or Fye or fucking you know Sam Goody next to every you know, all these other albums. And and I remember at one point it was in like the new release section of, uh, you know, it was on a fucking main rack in the new release section. I think it was, uh, I think it was Tower Records. Well, no, Virgin, Virgin, Virgin. So uh, yeah, in the city. And I'm like, wow, Barn of the Naked Dead is there. So I used to like take- sitting there next to 112 and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And part of the naked. <laughs> no, no, no yeah, it would be it. sitting, it would be sitting next to um, like Memphis Bleak. You know, because Mr. Hyde, it would be alphabetical order. So yeah. it would be like Memphis Bleak's album and Mr. Hyde, and it would be like, uh, you know, whatever else, you know, like, that was under M. And it was cool. And I remember Brutality Volume 1 was there, and I would show people because my name is on the cover of Brutality Volume 1, and it's the first um, album that was out that my, my name was on the cover. So I would, I would buy, like, all the copies that were in, in, in the death file, you know, 
That must it. have been dope to see, though, man. Yeah. Uh, honestly. Yeah, man. It, it was pretty cool being a kid, you know, seeing that shit. And then, then later on, you know, what was funny is Necro being so foul, I think he put out the song White Slavery with the video, and uh, uh, he had gotten sued around the time of Die. And he had a lot of issues with distributors. Yeah, I heard and, something and, weird about that, actually. Yeah, so he got banned. His distribution deal got, um, got uh, they, they banned him from Best Buy and chain stores. So here's the great part about it. It was bad at the time. It was fucked up for his business. And in our business, anything that was out on PLR, all our shit got pulled. But then a few years later, digital hit. And right. now, you know, all CD, you know, all these chain stores, all they want all out of business. So you want to ban our shit? And now we have fucking a huge amount of monthly listeners on Spotify and digital who can who can get our shit anytime they want. It's also kind of like when they put the parental advisory shit. Yeah. yeah. That made people want it more. Oh, it just, that, that makes like I would love to get banned. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> ban the shit out. Right, right. Oh, you banned <laughs> you banned Necro from Best Buy. Now people are gonna That's fucking funny. get it anyway. You know, like they're gonna clamor over it. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's one of those things where. And listen, I don't blame you for freestyling in New York City at the time and that's what pops into your head because that's what you're thinking about so freedom of speech man i mean listen i know it was a tentative subject for people but i mentioned i said on my new album i said i'm, I'm sicker than if magic johnson caught coronavirus so i mean you know i'm fucking shitting on magic johnson aids coronavirus you know like fucking you know double meaning he's so sick you know already with AIDS, yeah. if he caught corona. <laughs> you know so so you know like for me it's all lyricism and it's joking it's tongue-in-cheek and it's it's a hot line for me. Man. I feel like yeah, you should be able to say whatever the fuck you want. If people don't like it, they don't like it. You don't gotta like listen it, to it then. Yeah, you ain't but, gotta but look, here's yeah, one of the things yeah. one of the things I wanted to talk about uh, on every radio station because it comes into play with with artists like you and, and like myself who are into fucked up shit and exploitational shit and, and, and horror shit. So um the cancel culture. So, so, so now these, these that's a big artists, topic on, yeah. on our show that's yeah. okay so artists nowadays i don't come from that that bullshit it doesn't even compute to me it's crazy. cancel culture yeah. like are you fucking kidding me I, I, you know like, so, so you're gonna you can't like a lot of times it's over allegations oh yeah not over something being confirmed you know, right. if somebody is accused of something, they lose their, their sponsorship, yeah. their livelihood, they, they get canceled. Then come to find out the shit ain't even real, but guess what? You can't undo they're, they're, the they're, Right. They already lost, they already lost their sponsorships. They already lost their deals. They lost their lifeblood. Who, who knows? It could be one. That could have been the thing that's keeping them afloat. Or, you know, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And it was an allegation. And, and the Me Too thing, fine. I mean, it's one thing if you're Bill Cosby, and, you know. Right, yeah. But, but, you know, people claiming that Arnold Schwarzenegger grabbed their ass in 1975 when he was... Right. Okay, so cry about it. Like, I'm sorry. So, and why, and, and why are you bothered by it now? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, why wasn't it an issue then? I don't know, man. So, so I mean, like, so whatever. I mean, look, look, look. I, I feel bad for a lot of the child actors growing up with um you know the Corey Hames and Corey yeah, Feldman we yeah so, we so, for his video yeah so I know I know that um I know that a lot of foul shit happened and that that, that there should be a me too on that there should be no statute of limitations on on kids that were abused or you know shit like right. that that's foulness so I mean if Kevin Spacey did that shit if he's on some fucking preying on young boys 
like like then listen then he should be canceled yeah but i'm saying like all this other shit mr potato head's gonna get canceled ah yeah that made me crazy as fuck you know what i mean speedy speedy gonzalez because he's mexican like, well, and jemima but yeah, like, get the fuck out of here like whoa well, like, jemima fucking pepe lepew now look pepe oh, lepew right. okay i get it but come on man it's a fucking, <laughs> it's a fucking cartoon but he's it's like, funny. That was comedy back then. Nobody but, took it. Nobody went out and raped somebody because of because Pepe Le Pew. I'm sorry, it never happened. Skunk. Right. Like, well, well, bringing up bringing up Dave Chappelle again. Remember the the the, the Sesame Street skit he did? That's he's like, said, he's like Oscar the Grouch is the homeless guy. Yeah. He's like, you're just the Grouch. He's got like a yeah, yeah. His head and shit. Right. And 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 the Count Chocula, uh, the Count is a pimp. Don't tell me he's yeah. not a pimp. He looks like so, a pimp. Anyway. Snuffy's like dope. on heroin. Snuffy's a dope fiend. He's a dope fiend. Yeah. That's that's it was so amazing. It's such that's amazing writing. And 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 really the funny thing about it is that that's the same the same writing style as Pepe Le Pew and Speedy yeah. Gonzalez. They're taking stereotypes kind of in a way, like French people and French men and European men, oh madame, oh you know, right, this and that. Yeah. And they're, they're kind of, they're kind of womanizing and they're schmoozing, but like that that that's the culture at the time. And well, then yeah. as a kid, I didn't take like as a kid, I didn't take it that way. No, the cartoons no, are from the sixties and the seventies, man. No, and like and time periods, man. Like, come on, so just rip history out. Yeah, get rid of history, I guess. Bro, I was watching a movie with my daughter. I'm watching B movie. So B movie is a kids movie where yeah. Seinfeld is playing a B. Yeah, that right? was the first movie I took my oldest son to. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so my, my daughter loves it. It's one of her favorite movies. She loves the beach. She loves like it's colorful and you know, I guess it's DreamWorks or or you know, like the Pixar. You know, kind of, yeah. yeah, Pixar, Pixar, right? It's really colorful, it's dope. So in that movie, listen to this. This is so crazy. So that movie's like 2003 or something. Yeah. You, know, I, you know, maybe a little later, 2008, I don't know, but it's a while back. And um and there's uh the bee is suing. Uh, the American corporations for stealing their honey. Yeah. yeah. So there's this, there's this old lady after the bee wins his court case against, uh, uh, um, you know, corporate America for turning, taking his honey and turning it into um, products. And, 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 and so like now there's no more using honey for tea, for tea time and wasting our honey. So the, the, the police come and take this old lady who's having tea with honey they take her and throw her on the table and they put their, they, they, they put their knee on her back. And she says in the, in the fucking cartoon, she says, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Oh shit. Bro. I'm like, what the fuck? And, and you know, with the George Floyd shit and, and I can't breathe thing. And this is like 15 years ago in a, in a cartoon. Yeah. So, so now I'm like, unbelievable. I, I can't believe that that, that happened. It was like foreshadowing. And it's sick, and it's that an old white crazy. movie, and, be and, that, and that was okay for a kids movie, but but now you know, look at the fucking stereo cause, you know, like like on some crazy shit. So yeah, they're going a little too far. The, the cancel thing is crazy. They canceled Dumbo and like Peter Pan off of Disney Plus and shit. Well, 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 well I saw that um that uh, we have Disney Plus right for the kid, yeah. the baby, and, and in the beginning of some of the movies like Jungle Book. Got and that shit. weird warning thing on it. Yeah, yeah. that weird warning. We know that our views are racist. Outdated. Or, uh, what? Racist? Walt Disney's racist? 
Yeah. Like, what are they talking about? Like, it, yeah, some of the stuff, it bothers me for a different reason. And uh, I don't like the fact that when you when you put that label on it, you're kind of taken away from actual racist shit. Oh, yeah, like stuff you know what I mean? Be, like stuff you should be outraged. So, about. so therefore, when when somebody says somebody got you know, if somebody says to me, "Hey, don't work with this artist or don't watch this because he's a racist," I immediately think he's not. I'm like, oh, right. it's that old bullshit again. Right. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, it could yeah, be, but they've down, they've made you downplay. Yeah, it's like crying, it's like crying, right? Yeah. Allegation. Yeah. Ooh, I can't say that word on YouTube. Right. That's yeah, another yeah. fucked up thing. Oh yeah, make sure you edit that. You can't say <laughs> a certain word on YouTube, even if you are a, 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 a psychologist. Yeah. Describing what it does to someone to help people understand things you yeah. can't say the fucking word that's insane yeah. like it, it's uh, well, well well what word is it you lost me now uh, <laughs> uh it rhymes with great yeah. and it's not eight uh, okay okay right right okay so i mean i i, I probably that's one of my most used words in my rhymes <laughs> no no but i mean I, like you know lyric i said i said rape your tape decks you know what I mean? Like so, right. so I said ble bleed thing, tea. Like I said, from the like end, they, they allow all kinds of other foul shit. You can find how to make crack on fucking YouTube. Get the oh, fuck hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me cancel your show right now. I said the tyrants bleed your CDs. I said the tyrants, some shit like uh, uh, what the fuck? Uh, something uh, like uh, uh infest, your, infest, <laughs> infest your brain with death, bleed CDs, and rape your tape decks. There some shit go. like that so so you know like lyrically the metaphor is there it's fine so whatever yeah. you're, ble you're bleeding cds and raping your tape decks it's it sounded cool you said yeah. it it's, it's the metaphor is there and and what you're gonna cancel you know my song my album can't that's be the thing. nobody that's been a victim of that who was offended by that 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 lyric not a yeah. single person on earth not a not a and 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 here's so here's the thing so the necro necro did the white slavery thing um, and, and that was, it was kind of inspired a little bit by Bloodsucking Freaks and inspired by the movie Taken. The video was expi inspired by the movie, the movie Taken, where they, they, they snatched up the, the girl, yeah. they, they're enslaving her. And it's kind of like, you know, Necro's not saying that it's okay and that it's good to be, a, you know, a, a white slave tra trafficker or fucking, you know, a human trafficker. But he's, he's personifying it and it's, it's artwork, you know, just like in the song Bums. I'm rapping from the perspective of a bum. If a bum was a yeah. rapper, what he would rap yeah, about? I've heard that what one. Life yeah. would be like. So, so I mean, I'm not shitting on bums in any way, and you know, I'm, I'm make, I'm kind of making light of it. It's a joke, you know, like it's it's satiric and and comedy, tongue in cheek comedy, but also really artistic. And because who who does that? That's never really been done before. Right, rapping right. from the perspective of a bum, or rapping from the perspe perspective of a of a white, white slave trafficker, you know, so human trafficker, I should say. Yeah. So I mean, but but that's what makes us us. We're willing to go places where other people won't go, you know, and 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 do whatever the fuck we want because. And here's 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 the reason why we can't. The reason why we can is because there's motherfuckers like you out there that can only get that type of stuff from us because you know that when you right. listen to, yeah. to our shit, it's not going to be watered down, yeah. and we're not going to change because of the times. We're not going to fucking censor ourselves. Right. We're going to keep doing because because look. We're, we're the age we're at. We're not selling out now at 47 right. years old. Yeah. And I, I just said yeah. that to uh, Jay. He met up with me, got a CD, all that shit. And I told yeah. him, I said, he was like, man, you should have blown up a long time. I was like, listen, dude, 
This is the best <laughs> part of my music career ever because I can <laughs> say whatever the fuck I want. I can do right. whatever I want. I don't care. Yeah. I don't right. give a shit. I mean, obviously you want to make a living, but like you guys are doing, you can make a living without some corporation behind you. Y'all been doing that shit for yeah, a decade. You know how many, you know, you know how many times we were told no by, by okay. labels, by you know, like uh I mean I, I keep going back to my, my, my own lyrics. I, I said I said some funny shit live on the radio. I said, um, no no whips and chains could bond me, no labels gonna sign me. I starve my animals. My fucking pit bull looks like Gandhi, you know. Like so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 it's all it's all double SPCA. We're gonna get banned for that. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Like animal <laughs> rights. But you know what? What's funny is, um, hey, DMX fucking neglected his animals, and everybody loves him, right? Yeah, so, yeah. No, but uh, but but I'm actually an animal lover, and 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 it's funny. It's just a funny line. It's a sick line. It Offend is. everybody. I do bondage. I'm talking about bondage and masochism. I'm talking about no label is going to sign me because of that. And I tie it into the reason why the lines that I'm wrapping it around with is the reasons why nobody fucks with me and the reason why I have to remain independent. So there is double meaning behind. Right. So uh, the Gandhi um, thing got me. <laughs> the Gandhi thing got me. <laughs> so here's the example. You know, I say the lines stand. The, the, the lines um, stand out. So when you can say quotable lines that stand out. And that you, you you know that your fans can only so how many artists would you say that you know about you might know uh, I don't want to mention names but you might know some artist who's popular but you can't really think of any of the lines that he ever said you know what I mean you can't oh, no, there's no quotable no that pop up in your head but you can immediately think of a necro line you know I need drugs right. or you, you quoted the first you quoted the first line from Head Split so so I never heard yeah I still remember it. So, so a lot of you you know that that's what we do for people we we say shit that's never been said before. And never been said in the way that we'll say it, and and doing it with, like you said, with intellect, multi-syllables, double meaning, linkage. Mm -hmm. So you know, we have that we have that kind of niche, and we have, we have that kind of unlock in hip hop. So yeah, it's, it's kind cool. of like the only other cat doing anything like that that's been doing it for a long time is Gordy. Okay, King Gordy. We, yeah. I, I actually, I'm not a little bit far with certain parts of it that I don't like. Yeah, right. I, I'm not familiar. You know. I can't say that I'm familiar with his work, but of course I, I know I know of him and I know him and we we've done we did a show opening for ICP on a tour and King Gordy was also on the show. When we when we went through King Gordy's area, he was the main support for ICP and we were right under him uh, for because we were in his city at the time. Um so so we we did I did meet him. But I, I'm not familiar with his work. I'm sorry. But, you know, oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's a little over the top with, with it. Um, a, you made you personally made a huge uh, impression on the dude I mentioned in the email. That's basically almost like my brother, hallucinate. I guess he did a show with you in uh, I think in New York, and he was mm -hmm. like, "Man, that dude, he knows the the Slayer shit. I love. You know, he's in the metal. He's in all the shit we're into." Cause he's a horrorcore rapper. Our whole thing together when we was fucking with each other, we've gone separate ways, like musically and all that shit. But you know, my thing was kind of like a street hop thing. His was, you know, wicked shit, and we're kind of tying that together. You know what I mean? And yeah. It, it, but it's it's just like 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 we're talking about a lot of these dudes that were that opened some of these shows, man. Like they're they're just on that shock bullshit, man. And I can't fuck with it. Yes, yeah, you know yeah. they, they don't have the rhymes, man. Like I listen to hip hop for the rhymes, 
whether it's conscious or like I'm really into, I don't know if you know these cats, but these cats down south, like Jelly Roll, Struggle Jennings. I really fuck oh, with them. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, listen, I, I know the names. Like like I said, I, I know that they're doing very well right now, and a lot of people are, are fucking with their music. Uh, so I, I, I hear the name come up a lot, and a lot of my fans tell me to check them out. It's just like I was saying before. I'm always in a, I'm kind of always in creative mode, and I really don't listen to... Um, New shit. Right. Out. Right. I, I just you gotta I don't get on the I, I, I was ten years the, behind on them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have the desire now because I've been listening to them for twelve fucking years. I'm like, yo, man, you gotta hear this. She's like, like, look, man, I told you who they were. <laughs> right, right. But you know, you know, uh, you, you know, when someone tries to put you onto a new series, a Netflix show, or you know, sometimes you sleep on it. You don't. You, you, you're rocking yeah. your show. You're, you're you're watching the show that you like, or you, you're watching it the. The, the, you know, say you're watching Walking Dead and fucking Cobra Kai and a couple of different shows you got in rotation and, you know, the next season of that drops, you can't watch everything. So right. it's, it's a, or say, you, imagine you're a filmmaker and you're making a movie and they're telling you to watch all these other fucking new movies that are out. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to write, well, I'm trying to write right, my movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like, if I watch all these movies, I can't write my movie. Right. So, um, and then, then if I watch those movies, I might be like, God oh, damn, this guy just did something that I was planning on doing and it get burnt. You know what I'll I mean? Like, it, right. right. Or, 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 or I don't want to be, I don't want to be subjected to it and then have that in my head. And then, you know, yeah, so, so here, here's the thing. Uh, I, um, I don't, I just, I know that if I, if I'm listening to, to old school hip hop and, and shit that I came up listening to, they're not going to say anything that I'm planning on saying. It's just a different mindset. And I know when I'm in my creative mode, I'm going to be in that mode. Now, will I work with a new artist like that who, who's popping and has fans and that has fans similar to mine? Of course. Right. And then, you know, when I'll hear Jelly Roll or when I'll hear one of these artists is when he sends me his verse and I hear it and I, I put my right. verse together around that verse and we put out a song together and I'll be listening to that fucking song. So, right. I, mean, like, I like to hear Griselda with uh, psychological records as a oh, that'd be, well, it, that'd be it, it already happened. Video. It already happened. Um, what? Uh, Con Conway did a song with Ill Bill. So, um, okay. really? No, didn't we hear about that? No, I didn't know that. I thought we did. Okay, so so anyway, so so Griselda are PLR fans. They're fucking, you know, they they grew up I in Buffalo. Imagine. Yeah, for sure. So so and they're younger than us and. And they, they said in an interview, if you look it up, look, look up the interview. I think it was Benny the Butcher or, or one of these dudes. They said um, they had mentioned Necro and nonfiction and PLR and, oh, in, in the interview uh, saying that because they were asked, like, your style is a different kind of it's hood, but it's a different type of style. And they're yeah. like, yo, well, we, we grew up listening to different types of shit and underground shit and underground New York shit. We had access to Stretch and Bobbito and that type of stuff, too. And we listened to a lot of um independent underground hip-hop and cutting-edge hip-hop at the time and then you mentioned um non-fiction and necro and plr shit so they're, they're fans of, of of our shit so um it's interesting to see them blowing up now uh and and so bill just recently did a song with conway yeah, it's, so on, now it's on his newest album sledge joint yeah we gotta check out sledge and we gotta check out yeah but but you see how you do an interview with like someone from PLR, but you're not up on all the new shit. How can how can we as artists be up on everything? Because right. we're working on our own art. So I wouldn't like know. She tells me something's hot. I trust it. You know, outside yeah. sources not you, so much. You know what that's I mean? when I listen. That's when I listen to something. When someone close to my circle, like my friend who I see every day, or my wife, 
puts me onto something or we're driving in the car and she just plays it. You know, because yeah. she might tell me to check something out. She could send me a link to something on my phone and I'll never open the link. I won't. I, I don't won't. either. I don't do it. He sends so, me stuff and I don't open it. Yeah, lately, so my, since my album's done and all that shit, I've been allowing myself to listen to things. And I've been saying yeah, shit. I know she don't click it. Stop sending this to me. I know she don't click it, but, but this will turn around. Ten I'll years listen to it eventually, yeah. But I, I told, won't it, though. <laughs> I totally understand. I totally understand because we're in our, as artists, we're in our own creative process and our own creative mind and in our own world. So, you know, a lot of times we don't have time. And I'm going through, to keep it real, I go through like two to 300 DMs a day from all different social medias and platforms. So I'm just like clicking the double like on Instagram and the double like, you know, like, and I'm, I'm doing a, this emoji, emoji, emoji. Right, yeah. I want to answer the fans and I want to interact with the fans. Sometimes I'm not even reading the shit. I'm just. Right. Yeah. You hey, listen, guess what? I had interns. I hired people to do shit. They never do it the right way. They oh, never yeah. do it. And, and they'll, they'll miss messages that are business. They'll get lazy. They'll start um, surfing the internet while they're on my fucking dollar. You know, Maybe so I fired people. Yeah. I fired interns. Nobody could promote me like me. Um, I have to learn. I sit down and learn. I'm learning about fucking TikTok. I'm learning about NFTs. I'm, I have to... And my brain is exploding because I want to write and I want to make music. But now I have to sit down and learn about TikTok. Bro, Mr. Hyde, evil, horror, fucking gore. I'm, I'm, I'm making a TikTok account. Like, <laughs> what's, what's the fucking world coming I've been to? trying so hard not to. <laughs> you have to. I have to. Listen, listen. As an artist, if you're not on every platform, you're limiting yourself. That's yeah. my advice to upcoming artists. I have artists that send me to Bandcamp. Like, hide, check out my, my song. It's on Bandcamp. I'm like, bro, send me a Spotify link. He's like, oh, well, I'm not on Spotify. I'm like, what are you, a fucking moron? You're, you're on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. And Pay you're not on $20. Get this shit distributed, bro. <laughs> bro, you're not, you, anybody can distribute their music. You're not, you're, you're going to limit yourself and not be on the biggest platform in the world. Right. Like, that's why my shit was played at the gym tonight. He, he lost the fucking CD I gave him. He's like, Are you on Spotify? I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Oh shit. <laughs> you know, like, if it wasn't for that, he wouldn't have fucking played it. You know? So, so you know what I tell fans or, or whoever when they ask me? Uh, yeah. Um, you, uh, I, I have a new album out. Uh, and they'll be like, Oh yeah. Um, you know, I want to listen to it. I'll be like, How do you listen to your music? And they'll be like, YouTube, Apple Music, uh, Deezer, whatever the fuck they say. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to hit you with a link. I hit them with a link right in their fucking, now they have, don't have to do any work. They don't have to search for my shit. Whatever they listen to music right. on, it's in their fucking, it's there. Now. Right, yeah. Oh, and all, all you all do is type it in anyway. Yeah. Right. But but I'm just saying, people are so lazy and they have no fucking attention span that, that you know what? You get hit. Like, when my any city... link you want, you can get Mr. Hyde on any platform. Here's the link. Boom. You That's ever my question. wonder like, who the fuck uses Deezer? No I know. Deezer, I know. Who. But you know who yeah. uses it? People from the Philippines, Asia, um, um, people from like other continents. Okay. It's big there. Yeah. I actually get a check every month from not a check, a digital check from, yeah. from Deezer. And my boss gave me a link today from Shazam, bro. And I'm like, who the fuck uses Shazam? Well, people do. Yeah, people do. <laughs> okay, listen, listen. So so Shazam is sick in a way because uh, they're 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 in cahoots with Apple, right? They're 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 in business with Apple because when I get my Apple for Music report, 
I also get my Shazam. How many times that month I've been Shazammed? Mm -hmm. So um, I get paid every time they Shazam me because it's it's my melody that my music. They tell me I mean, so it's crazy that I get a Shazam check, and I'm like, wow, like it's just it's and 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 they're also in cahoots with Snapchat. You could take it, open your Snapchat camera and hold down the screen and it will shazam whatever music is playing yeah that's See, right. I, man you're putting me on to some shit right now <laughs> Bro, mr idea. high digital you know like bobby digital back in the day Rizzo? yeah, yeah. He, he was onto something he knew that the fucking world was going to turn digital uh-huh. so like you know so so heidi digital <laughs> <laughs> so i'm getting used to it I'm, i haven't perfected it yet when i do perfect it motherfuckers are going to know because my monthly listeners are going to double and triple so, you know, on all platforms, I'm going to I'm going to know how to really market myself in this digital age. I mean, I already know how to interact. I'm, bro, tell me MySpace wasn't the best. I don't know why they canceled oh, MySpace. Man. It was MySpace. Great. MySpace was at, like having your own website as an artist. Yeah, right? it was. It was. You could design all your own shit. And man, the, the exposure you could get yourself was next level, man. Like yeah. it was amazing. They fucked it up. Facebook, Zuckerberg destroyed it, bro. And now, and now they, now they put limiters on your account, and artists have to pay yeah. Zuckerberg to promote, or else you're not gonna have any reach. No reach. So, and I got close friends who are on my feed all fucking day, and they've like never seen that I dropped the album. Yeah. I mean, and then if you, we talked about this in a pod. Then if you do it enough, you post it enough for everyone to see it. Now you're spamming yeah, people. Yeah, now they You know what I'm saying? Not- yeah, you can't win. It's really fucked up for the artist, bro. It's fucked up. So, so there's so many things you have to do to fix your algorithms and to get around not paying Zuckerberg. And and here's the funny thing: he they they still limit your reach. So five dollars gets you this much. Twenty dollars gets you this yeah. much reach. You could reach this many people by paying this much. It, uh, to me, that Ayola, sounds like, bro. It's, we yeah, know about it. That no sounds. We know he, about that, right? Flex. Uh, um, Funkmaster Flex always has new sneakers on because artists are buying them sneakers. So, right. So maybe I need to send fucking Zuckerberg some limited edition Jordans or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. For Zuckerberg, hundred billion dollars. So <laughs> he's so rich. You'd have to send him white slaves. You'd have to send human traffic. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what he's like on the wire. The girls in the can send a can full of Russian girls to him. (laughs) You'd have to find out. You'd have to find out what kind of weird shit that Zuckerberg's into, and it's gonna be some weird shit. shit. He's gonna be into mixing a female's uh, um, cum with with raw honey and letting it trickle down his fucking forehead into his mouth. That's that's what Zuckerberg. Heat it up like hot wax. Right, that's what Zuckerberg is. Candles, candles made out of human skulls. That's what he's into. So we'll be able to send him that. And the candles are made from human fat, right? So when they burn, (laughs) human fat. So so, and then smells like whatever whatever person. So if it was an Indian person, the candle's gonna smell like curry, right? So 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 that's what Zuckerberg's into. And let, let, and let let let's just be be honest right now. That was kind of borderline racist, and all my sponsorships are going to be canceled for saying Indian people have candle wax that smell like curry. Oh, like curry. So, just so you know, Mr. Hyde is now canceled. I'm canceled. Spotify is cutting me off. That's it. <laughs> I'll only be available on Deezer moving forward. <laughs> you give props to Deezer Shazam, so they're going to hold on to you. They're just going to be real quiet about everything. The only song available for Mr. Hyde anywhere will be The Sledge. 
<laughs> right. so, the most underground unlisten to song that might might have like you know nine thousand streams see i'm so, gonna buy them i'm gonna buy them a hundred thousand streams of that song tonight bro, you, know, you know that song's gonna be in your playlist i'm gonna right? hashtag it it's gonna fucking trend bro completely oh listen so 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 i wanted to talk about blowing up in today's age you said blowing up right you're finally gonna blow up it's so different. The standard is different. So back in the day, it was getting played on Hot 97 or getting played on the radio, commercial radio, you're going to blow up, right? You have, a, you have that hit record. For me to blow up as Mr. Hyde now, nowadays, because fuck, fuck radio and fuck all that shit, right, with the digital age, all that would have to happen is a WWE wrestler would have to use my music as an oh, intro. Wow. Yeah. Right? So if WWE, let's just say, just I'm just giving you anything, the Punisher series on Netflix, the new season would have to pick up a Mr. Hyde song that yeah. I own. I own the Masters 100% and use it for, for, for a, a scene in a Netflix show that gets streamed. Yeah. Like right. what? So that would make me, for, for me it, would, it would quadruple X my business and my brand to the next level. Yeah, so, and then so, kids are going to take and make a TikTok out of it because it's on the popular show. And it's end up on a video game. So in other words, what we're saying in a way is that it's luck. It's more right. luck now. In, in, in a way, it's it's it's. But you know, you know what it is. First, first and foremost, owning owning your own catalog and owning your own masters and having sample free shit or having shit that you want samples that you already own, whatever it is, and 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 being available everywhere and not limiting yourself and being able to have that connection with maybe a syncing company or you know whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing. But the second comp- companies that that shop your stuff to WWE or whatever clients that they have, yeah. they charge you a percentage too, and they own your catalog. So so what happens is they'll take a song and they'll be like, oh listen, this song sounds like it could be interest music for the Undertaker. Let's say obviously he wouldn't use it; he's using his his iconic music. But let's just say a wrestler, an up and coming wrestler, right? Um, shout out to Karrion Cross who actually listens to my music. Uh, he's an NXT wrestler. He's the NXT champ right now, and oh, wow. he has his, he has his own intro music, but it's very dark and apocalyptic. And I could see why he listens to my music, and a lot of the fans brought him up to me, and I knew who he was, and I was surprised to see that he he follows me on Instagram, and we follow each other. You know, we we uh, we talk through comments and shit. So shout out to him if you ever want to use my intro music, it's perfect for you. <laughs> so, but 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 yeah. That that would be the thing that would push me over the edge, and but but having your owning your own masters and being available to to these companies like a, a, a Rockstar Games, having your shit okay. on the new GTA. So GTA is going to come out with GTA Six. Imagine a Mr. Hyde song playing on the radio while yes. you're shooting and doing whatever you're doing in GTA. Yeah. You know? So you know, Street Veteran, Street Veteran Part Three. You know, and, and you're killing. You, you know, you're running with hookers and prostitutes in the streets yeah. in GTA, and that song is on. So, well, see, so one thing I want people to hear from this man, like, like before we get into your new project real quick is I want people to peep how much work an artist has to do now. Yeah. You yeah, are your so. PR, well, is- your executive producer, your fucking art director, your, you know what I mean? Like your, your marketing, your branding, your, you have you know, to do, you have to do, you have to do interviews like 16 hours where your phone dies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this whole thing we're doing, man. Like it, it'll make it's sense dope, to you though. over time. This is no, no. It, it's dope though. Like I love doing shit like this. I and I, I honestly, I'm one of these artists who, who love to do things like this. It's informative to the fans. Even if 10, 10 of my diehard fans hear it and learn something from it, whatever. Or 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 
I don't know. Listen, I did it on the strength of, of Max. I don't yeah. know you guys, and, and Max is friends with you guys. I have no idea about your show. You could have a million fucking listeners, or you could have one listener, but I'm doing the show on the strength of being a loyal dude and a fucking stand-up dude, and, I, and, and my friendship and my relationship with Max, who has been doing interviews with me since my since my first album, you know, my second album. Since Chronicles of the Beast, man, since my second album. So yeah, he's he's, so, a, he's a solid dude, man. Yeah, I like mean, Max. he likes what yeah. we do because we get into a lot of political shit, and yeah. I think he respects the fact that I'm an artist in hip hop. Mm-hmm. There's certain views I'm not supposed to have, yeah. and I'm very vocal about those views. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this yeah. weird shit coming from the political left, and like you said, the cancel culture, and just all of that. Yeah. You know, I, oh, I am sorry. not with any of the fucking politically correct PC bullshit. Listen, I was the type of kid who would play my music loud to offend people. Like I oh, wanted yeah. to see, yeah. I, I, I wanted to see the reaction. With my open windows blasting some fucking yeah, cool, cool beef or cool G rap or Slayer or whatever, I've gotten pulled over driving through the hood blasting Metallica and Slayer by white cops, and the cops would be like, "You know why we pulled you over?" And I'd be like, "Why? Because you're a white kid blasting yeah. Metallica in the ghetto." And I'm like, "I'm why like, yo, you bro, you're, you're 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 probably here to cop coke or crack." Right. So so I'm saying, I, I straight up, I said, "Officer, no disrespect." But I live three blocks away. You just racially right. pro- reverse racial. You reverse racially profiled me. Right. I said. I said because you know with the next fucking CD that's going in, it's going to be hip hop. It's going to be you know DMX or Mob Deep or some shit like that. So don't fucking racially profile me. Tell me I'm a white guy in the fucking hood because you, you know what? I am the hood. I'm from here. Yeah. Right. What are you talking about, motherfucker? And right. I didn't do anything wrong. You pulled yeah. me over for, you know on suspicion of me copping coke because I'm white in the hood play, playing Metallica? Yeah. Like you, yeah, Trust like, me, I've been there. No. We've talked about no. it on the show. No such thing. So, I mean, yeah, with the show, it's just like we're, we're trying to build a brand with it, not for the sake of making money or whatever, but because it's kind of like a lifestyle where it's, it's, we make a lot of things happen with very little. Yeah. I'll yeah. put it like yeah. that, whether it's yeah, we usually do it in the minivan. I mean, yeah. we've had you know mob hitters on the show. We've Wait, had I think I saw speakers. I saw your show for the, the from the the was it called the Bang Bus? No, that's, not that's my. <laughs> man, you ain't to say that shit with her around, man. I've been trying to tell her. That I, I, I own a silent interest in that shit. Yeah, you probably do. <laughs> oh my god! So so listen, so you, filmed, so you filmed your show from out what of the minivan. You picked up girls off the street. I understand exactly what your show, how, how your show originated, and you'll be, <laughs> and you know what, you'll be canceled soon. That's so, how I got it. Yeah. That's, no, that's, I mean, that's what I want. That's, so, that's my so life's now, dream. Now we yeah. know. Now, now we know which one of you watches porn. Now, now we. <laughs> okay, you got me. I say all this stuff. I only joke. I like to break balls. You know, I'm, 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 oh, I'm just. I, I, have, I, I like to have fun with my interviewers, with my whoever. I have yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah, we like that you're not boring. Well, boring before, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so we don't keep you much longer. Tell people what this project is about. Is it different from what you usually would do? hundred percent. hundred percent different. So as an artist, I feel like we always, as Mr. High, let's just say, just uh, not. I'm not going to be broad and say an artist. For me, for my for my fans and my um, and my own creative. Um, let's say agenda, right? My own creative agenda. You don't want to do something you've done before as far as themes. 
So my all my albums have a theme to it. It's not just any old song or any old any two old verses on any old beat and just put out the song, right? Because a lot of rappers will do that. They'll, they'll take any old verse and throw it on any old beat and they have a song, right? Mm-hmm. And and just do a, a hook. So me when I when I start the creative process to an album, I make a theme. Barn of the Naked Dead had a theme and had a feel to it the whole way through. It was almost like watching a video, uh, right. an audio it's movie. Like a movie, yeah. It's like an audio movie. Chronicles of the Beast Man had a different vibe and a different theme, and it, and and the, the artwork it all it all rolled into one. Then you had Evil Never Dies from that standpoint of and If It Bleeds We Can Kill It. They all had themes. So this album Bonnie and Hyde is very special to me because it's the first album course from beginning to end that i recorded with my wife and the name just fit right because she's a musician i'm a musician bonnie and clyde bonnie and hyde right it fit so um so so it was to take her compositions live um you know no samples sample free um i'll actually get into one of the things that we did on on, uh to take it to another level of, of of her pianos and stuff like that but we 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 uh it's basically like it a Mr. Hyde roots out. It's all live instruments um, with hip hop drums and my wife composing all the live instruments. So all the, the horns and the sounds you hear were not a real trumpets and horns. They were programmed by her keyboard. So oh, the wow. keyboard, their keyboard program horns. So it's all her, all the trumpets, saxophones, the sounds. And she had, she really delved into having the, the realest sounding um, to make it sound like an actual saxophone and horn. And so it's so crazy to, what she did, what she was able to accomplish musically on this album. Um, and she ex- she executive produced with me. So I'm usually the executive producer for everything. And and and, and um, I gave her ideas what to do. And I, 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 I would play her shit from horror movies. And I would be like, I, you know, I, I would play her a scene from a horror movie, let's say. And, I, and I'd be like, baby, can you play me something like this? Can you, can you create something in this vein? Or with this feel, and like two days later, she'd have something all set up, hooked up, boom, hooked up with fucking piano, the sit in the same kind of key and the same kind of feel, with like horns around it and the whole structure, and you know, with the speed and the tempo. And I'd be like, wow, like I'm ready to rock. You're still Let's gonna go. have that that horror feel, that dark. Yeah, I mean, there's songs on the. Have you heard the album yet? No. no. Okay. Okay. So so the Bonnie and, I, and every song sounds different, and every song has a kind of a different theme. And I, and I rap from different styles and different themes from every song. So the, the first song is called Epic Pursuit. It's Killer Couple intro. It's like, a, it's like a, an intro from, from Natural Born Killers. So it's like a Bonnie, it's like a current day Bonnie and Clyde type of intro. You know how I do skits for, for all my songs before songs. So, so that kind of leads into uh, Epic Pursuit, which is me, perso- me and her personified as Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, doing like the movie theme and a scene uh, of what they went through, like a, a car chase, yeah. breaking out of prison, um, and it's called Epic Pursuit. So it's it's us, me rapping from the perspective of being in the middle of the car chase where yeah. we broke out of prison. The cops are chasing us. Um, we're, we're we're trying to get away, and 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 with her epic horns and piano, and it just sounds like a car chase. That's so cool. you know, so it's very it's very I'm epic. <laughs> And, and that song's the, in parentheses. It's the, the Bonnie and Hyde theme song. So after that, it gets into like different themes and different hip hop tracks, and, and but all live instruments and all shit that she composed. So one of the songs is called Superhuman, and we took her her live piano riff, 
and we introed it completely live, and then it goes into her piano sampled by a hip hop producer. So we had a producer named Hueco, and he produced a couple of songs on uh, uh, on my previous solo albums. He took her live piano and sampled her own piano, wow. sped it up, pitched it, put hip hop drums on it, sent it back to us. And then we played some other stuff on it and, and, and did some other things and added scratches and shit and or added samples on it. And basically, and, and she sang on it. She, so she's singing the hooks and, and, and I'm rapping over her live piano and her sampled piano. So, so I don't think it's ever been done in hip hop before where a pianist yeah. does a live piano and then hip hop samples himself or herself. And so it was just something that, that's never been done. And I was like, hey, let's try this. And it, it, the song, I, I feel is fucking incredible. And I dropped it as a single. It didn't do as well as my other singles for Body High, but um, it like, like I think uh, the, the song Darkness, which was the first single for Body High, did like 140,000 streams on Spotify. So it has like 140,000 plays for a new song that's pretty good yeah, uh, for yeah. a single. Any independent artist that does 100,000 streams on, on any platform is pretty good. So that song did really well. And I think my other ones have about 80,000 but Superhuman has like 50,000, but, but, but still, it, it, it's still pretty good. And, and I thought it was like the dopest song, but it's just, just goes no, to show you. It is sometimes, you know? Yeah. The, like the, the song, the artist thinks is the dopest song or, or his favorite one. Right. will be the, will be the song that nobody listens to. And the nobody one likes. you don't like is the, the one that's the hit. Right. The, and that's what happened with, with uh, the doors light my fire. Right. So, yeah. so light my yeah. fire was like the commercial. It was mm -hmm. catchy. And it, it, honestly, when it first came out, the door, like seeing how eclectic I am, you know, talking about the doors now, but, but that's like a nine minute song or an eight minute song yeah. originally. Yeah. Right? And the producers long. said to make this a single, we have to cut it down to like five minutes at least. Right. And, uh, and the artist didn't want to do it because it was all about Rayman Zarek's fucking uh, keyboard solos right. and crazy oh, shit. Like Jimi Hendrix with the all along the watchtower. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, man. He, it's he like refusing to make that shit. He's like, look, man, I'm not, if yeah. I'm gonna make it, it's gonna be an epic. So I'm not making no three minute song. Right, right. You know what right. I mean? Like, and it's about the art. Like the, these guitar players are about their fucking experimental solos and their sick yeah. shit when they're doing. Like that's the reason you signed me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so the producers that dig will find a two minute clip of a 12 minute George Clinton song yeah. and turn that into a fucking Snoop Dogg song that's commercial. You ever heard of Rick Beato on YouTube? Um, yeah, he's a musician, right? He's a, uh, Yeah, he was a producer and stuff and he has access to certain things. He has a, he has a, uh, a series called What Makes This Song Great and right. he has all the individual tracks of all these epic songs and he tells you how they come together and what makes yeah. it special and he broke down um, Touch Me Baby. Touch Me by the Doors. Yeah. And man, the shit that's in that song where they yeah. had to bring in one orchestra for one part, another orchestra for another. So that's how they had to do it back then. It's amazing. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come yeah. on. And yeah, when he breaks it down, it's like, wait a minute, yeah, he is singing that like a crooner. Yeah, he sounds You like know, it's a really he weird has... Sinatra style, yeah. kind of. Right. You know? It's beautiful. So well, you know where that comes from, too? Um, Fly Me to the Moon, right? So, yeah. Or, 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 or um, let's fly to the moon. Yeah. Right, that's it. So he he did crooner shit. And you know what? You know what's funny? Tell me. This is something I try to tell everybody, and and I, nobody really listens to me. Some some people will like patronize me and be like, yeah, a little bit. But tell me that uh, Jim Morrison's voice doesn't sound well. That that Billy Idol doesn't sound just like Jim Morrison. 
the Billy Idol when he does like Idol, you mean the, with the way he sings? Yeah, where he's like, yeah, you know, come on, hit me out, hit me out. Come on, it's a nice day for a white wedding. Yeah, right? yeah. The way he sings is kind of like he redid a song by what? Uh, what was it? The L.A. Woman. Oh yeah, you read right. it, LA okay, yeah. okay. So, yeah, okay. so you know what's funny? What's funny? I didn't even know that. And so now you just confirmed it that Billy Idol is a huge fucking Jim Morrison fan. Definitely. Definitely. I, I know mean, that somebody I, like Glenn Danzig is when you listen to you know a lot of his solo shit. You listen to the non-radio cut or the, the less hard cut is right. Elvis Presley. Yeah. All yeah. day okay. when you okay. listen to him. So I, I mean. You know, like you're gonna be influenced by people. Like when I listen to y'all's music, I do hear Cool G rap. And you know what? What's funny? I kind of rap the same way, and it's gonna sound fucked up to anybody that raps in a different way. But I think that's the right way to rap. I'm like that's my opinion. like that's the right way to rap. The way hey, listen, comes, the reason why the picture. Yeah, there's a re- reason why I'm on your show, right? So I mean, we exactly. we definitely probably. We probably relate like, to that. Mr. Hyde, I'm like, man, you kidding me? Hell yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Like, fuck. I mean, you know, there's certain people that might have a name for themselves that he might have presented to me, and I probably wouldn't have him on. Right. You know, right. like, Good. we do I'm this the way we want to do it. I'm old. I don't give a shit anymore. And, and, and your wife, she, she's, you're familiar with, with, with all the same Oh um, God, I'm glad we're familiar with it. She's more familiar. Yeah. yeah. She's she's just, for the reasons we talked about. I'm she not okay, awesome. Well, listen, then you guys have a connection. Like, well, like me and my wife have that connection. You guys have that connection too. And I'm I'm happy for you guys, bro. I really, you know, that's that's really dope. I like to see that because it's very rare. You don't really see that as much. Yeah, that's no. kind of how we connected was you know through music, music basically. So. You know, and listen, you're raising and you're raising your kids the same way I raise mine, man. They're gonna be they're gonna be watching the classics, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, and- <laughs> Micah sings classic rock. I mean, that's the only thing I listen to when I'm oh, writing. God. Yeah. Well, I listen to some metal too, but I, I listen to a lot. Oh, of so, so so me bringing so me bringing up the doors, you, you love it. Yeah, that's, that's oh, my yeah. shit. Yeah. My whole Mad King album is all rock remakes. You know, Zeppelin, Van Halen. It started okay. with the White Stripes with Jack yeah. White. Yeah, yeah, Jack. Sounds odd, man, but like I stopped rapping for like several years. I had some shit going on in my life, legal shit, all that. Uh huh. Thing that made me want to write again was actually Jack White's riffs. Okay. Riffs made it like Lazaretto and fucking uh, Seven Nation Army shit. I'd hear those and start rapping. You know, those melodies. Andre Three Thousand said this one time. They asked him, "Why did you start singing and doing these weird '50s style shit?" And he said, "You know." When you start out rapping a lot of times, it's about the words you're saying. But at right. some point when you kind of become more of an artist, it's about the melody. Yeah. He's like, melodies came to my head instead of word schemes. And he's like, and then right. I started making words fit the melody. And I'm like, shit, a melody and a riff is the same thing. Right. When I hear a Jimmy Page yeah. riff, yeah. I write a rhyme. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you can and and you hear some of these songs where we've even done some that have no that have no real downbeat drums. It's right. we're rocking over guitars and and pianos and you know. And then when there's a break in the music, you know, when there's a break in the drums and the the, the drums go out, sometimes that's the illest part yeah. of the song. Uh-huh. The drums yeah. drop and you can really hear the diction and the fucking cadence of the rapper and and those lines stand out to you, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I love that shit. I appreciate the hell out of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, musicianship from the core. I mean, we're, we're all influenced from somewhere, and hip hop as a whole 
is influenced from other music before it. There was, you know, hip hop is a mix of everything. Hip hop is still young, man. Hip hop's only been around since the early '80s, so right. And it's still, yeah, it's still evolving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hopefully to a better. We, we were born before hip hop was born. You know what I mean? So that's we came yeah, up with. That's, that's we got the best shit. What what we what was the first? What was the? First, I'm, I'm interviewing you now. What was, what was the? <laughs> what was the first hip hop um, tape or product that you purchased that you spent yeah. money on? Money. Damn, that's a good question. That's uh, one of those that uh, it's a funny question. It's a thing I, I actually went and purchased with my own money. Right, your own money, whether it was allowance, you stole uh, it from your mother's pocketbook. I might have like raked some leaves, or I might have you know sold some weed. I don't know. I was eleven, so I, I was probably I was probably doing ounces by then. <laughs> no, but uh, I think the first one I actually went out and bought was a maxi single by KRS One called Duck Down. That's okay. MC's Duck, Duck Down. Yeah. That's shit. Duck that was MC's my shit yeah. right there. I remember it. Huh? The first song that made me want to write rhymes was Papa's song by Tupac, that daddy song. Had to play catch by myself with a sorry so That shit. Yeah. And then the okay. thing that made me want to make albums was uh, the diary. The diary. Yeah. the diary, I was like, look, this is like, you know, and he started with the strings at the beginning. It was like a movie. It told it, it went through every vibe and feeling you could have, and I was like, man, I gotta make an album. Yeah, Scarface, like, respect to me for, for me. Um, he's one of, he's one of my favorites as as a young kid growing up listening to um, the Ghetto Boys. Ghetto yeah. Boys, I earlier, but they're another group um, that kind of influenced me because they did shit. They were so raw. They yeah, were like reality rap. Yeah, reality rap. Just say whatever the fuck they wanted to say. Politically incorrect. Um, they were talking politics. Fuck, fuck everybody. Fuck everything. They were yeah. kind of uh, like another version of NWA in a way, a little bit yeah. before yeah, sure. before NWA dropped. They were, I they feel were like, like they're maybe the grittier NWA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. NWA can do a lot of stereotypes, like the LA gangbanger culture, all that. Ghetto yeah. boys just like this is what we do every day. Like yeah. this, this yeah. is where, yeah. and and Scarface particularly. He was one of the first ones to kind of reflect on his depression. Like he's talked about it a lot now that oh, he was yeah. a lot darker because he's clinically I sit alone in my four corner room staring at candles. Yeah, yeah. nobody yeah. else was saying some shit like that. Right. So that grabbed a hold of me. I'm like, wow, you know, it's like, yeah, I liked a lot of other shit, but that Yo, shit connected with my, me. And, and here's the sick thing about that, right? Their biggest record was probably my mind is playing tricks on me. Yeah. Right? That's a I. That's an Isaac Hayes uh, record, right? So like the, the samples from Isaac Hayes. Yeah. So so fucking dun, 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 right. So um that shit blew up because it's commercial. It's very it's very catchy, yeah. but the the lyrics on that fucking song are not commercial. They're raw, pretty as fuck. They're fucked up, mad original. And he's like, you know, I got a little kid to look after, and if I die, right. that much your best, you know. <laughs> But it's yeah, he's saying like real depressing shit. I, I that motherfucker like, made a hit out of "Never Seen a Man Die." Yeah, or "Never Seen a Man Cry." So I said, in the hand of the dead body. I mean, that mm -hmm. cat gets a lot of respect for me because he never made a club song. You yeah, remember the right. era where you had to make a club song? He never made yeah, a club song. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he did it over and over. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> hey, guess what? Me neither. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, that, and that's what I mean. The second I can't, I mean, I might be a purist or whatever, but 
you make a certain type of song, and I'm I'm kind of looking at you fucked up but, from that point out. Yeah, yeah. And it might be like, well, yeah, it's all right. Oh, well, I, I used to I used to love. Don't get me wrong. Growing up, I loved LL Cool J too. Everybody did, but LL Cool J was the type. He would he would be the only guy that with my closed-minded, snobby, fucking underground mentality, he'd be the only guy who would be able to get away with like doing like yeah. club track, yeah, sure. like, like tracks for the ladies because he is. Ladies love Cool J, right? Yeah. yeah. I understand it was in a way to where he's either you're living vicariously through him or he's basically flexing on you. He made it. Like, right. I'll take your girl, whatever, yeah. and it made right. you want to be like that. So Right, right. So you know? He got away with it. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would rather listen to Mama Said Knock You Out, you know, or like the hardcore shit and like, you know, I can't my radio and, and all that shit. But I, I, li- I like doing it and doing it and doing it well. Yeah, I, like <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, like I, I give him a lot of props. I probably put him on the on the rap. That's what I should ask you. This is a real stereotypical question before we oh, go. Oh, yeah, I'm curious, though. Who's on your well, – Mount Rushmore is five, right? Is it five? I thought, I thought it was – is four. it five or four? Well, no, no, you said the big four, right? The big four? Maybe it's four. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm gonna Google that shit record, real quick. I, said I might have to uh, <laughs> uh, edit this a little bit. <laughs> how right. how many bum ass presidents? No. <laughs> this is the same guy who said um, Derek Jeter scored a touchdown. And <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about. These guys politically don't even know how many people are Mount Rushmore. I think it yeah, might be five. It's yeah, it's four. Okay, it's four. All right, all right. It's four. So I was right at the beginning. I, I don't want to say yeah, yeah. I don't want to second, second guess the political guy, but yeah. <laughs> Who's your so top Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore of hip hop? Yeah. Okay, so for me, uh respectively, I, I, I'd have to break it down into errors or 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 not maybe not errors, but the four artists that inspired me to start rapping or writing or creating hip-hop than the four artists that um influenced me the most i guess like currently as an artist and then the four that i think are the best in my opinion of all time yeah exactly like a like four that that are personally yours. You consider the greatest. I'll tell you that that Bushwick Bill, right? So Bush, just for an example, just just to, to break down the dynamic of the question. So so Bushwick Bill to me, when I'm asked, uh, hi, who's the first person you ever heard do horror horror rap, right? Who, you know, for the first, and a lot of people will say different people, uh, Esham, and, you know, they'll bring up or Esham, or, you know, the different... Yeah, we should. Anyway, continue. Right, well, well, well that'll, that'll let you know. I just recently did a, 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 a headline show with, um, with Esham, actually, uh, uh, two years, two years ago, I think it was, uh, we did a headline show in Brooklyn, New York, the, and, and uh, Mr. Hyde and Esham. So I got to meet him for the first time. And here's the funny thing, me calling Esham Esham lets you know that I, I didn't listen to Esham, Esham growing up because I, I don't I, I I didn't listen to the catalog. Yeah. A lot of people would be like, uh, oh, "Were you influenced by Esham?" And, and I'd be like, "Well, no, I didn't really hear him because it was a different right. uh, yeah. area. I was but East yeah, Coast. He was mainly he was, like a, a, a what do you call it? Like geographical. Yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah. geographical. In, in, in that area where he's from, he, he was he was big. And what, yeah. what is 
Is it the Natas or Natas? Natas. It's yeah. Satan spelled backwards. Yeah. Natas, yeah. Okay, right. So I know that, that that a lot of my fans will hit me up and be like, "Oh, you know this and that." You know, that's one of the albums that they love. And so, so, so listen. So obviously, I'm not. I'm one of those artists that that was influenced by what I told you I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I, I'm very knowledgeable about Slayer and Metallica and fucking and that type of shit and and horror and like a, a lot of that stuff and and the artists that I told you, the East Coast artists like Kooji Rap and. But of course, my my um. I was into Ghetto Boys because of what they were in, how they rapped, like I said, and NWA, right? So if you ask me the first person that, that, that I've ever heard do horror and like the godfather of horror, or the first person would be Bushwick Bill when he was doing the Chuck. When he, when, oh. when he was doing Chucky shit and he was, he was doing was the Chucky. My head. The whole time you're talking about Ghetto Boys, it's Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so all that shit, like fucking, he was doing Chucky persona on the, early ghetto boys albums yeah, you know? yeah he was rapping rape he said we can't say rape he was rapping out on mind of a yeah. lunatic yeah. I'm, I'm a i'm a i'm a peeping tom you know right. i come so he was talking peeping tom ted bundy oh, shit yeah. you know like like on on 1988 87 albums so he was mm-hmm. maybe he was the first horror rapper i don't know yeah, that, that, that i there yeah, the, I love, love yeah. Bushwick Bill. Michael likes. So, so, you know, rest in peace. Another rapper that's dead. You know, it's yeah, fucking crazy. Sure. But, 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 um, and and uh, oddly enough, uh, later on in his life, I think he, he became like really about God and, and yeah, like uh, right. yeah, he did. He died. Yeah. Did, he, did he put out like a Christian album? Like something I crazy. He's going he that way. I think it was. I don't know. I don't know if he did an album, that. but I that's know so, he, that's crazy. He was going about. that way though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he found he found God, and you know, some fucking. Oh and God. God said, and God said, nah, I think we're gonna make you die young and go to hell. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no but, but uh, but no, I'm only, I'm only came up short. No, I couldn't help. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh God. So, so what I was gonna say came. See, we're, we're both fucking shitting on him, making metaphors. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but Bush and Bill, we love. We love him. Yeah. So I so it's all it's all in good love. And it's all in good good jokes and, and, and good humor. Sure. And, and if Bushwick Bill was around, he'd be like, oh, you want to fight? I'll punch you in your fucking face. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then we'd fight. I'd kick Bushwick Bill's ass, and then he'd be, we'd be friends after. So yeah. <laughs> when you got Martin, when you yeah. was that? Martin. That shit was so fucking funny. Honestly. Yo, bro, yo. And Bushwick Bill kept it gangster. Bushwick Bill yeah. would fight. Yeah, he still Bushwick was Bill. Bushwood Bill would fight, stab, shoot you. He, he was he was about what he repped too. Like, but oh, Bushwood yeah. Bill wasn't having it. I mean, you know. So um, you know, read, read these Nikes, all that shit. Like fucking uh, you know. But but listen. So uh, getting back to your question. So th- there's all different genres to me. But to, to if I was gonna say my Mount Rushmore, there's four rappers. I'm gonna say Cool G Rap for sure. Number one. Uh, I'm gonna say the transcendent one. So ra- rappers that influence me, that I think they're the, uh, the best of all time, and that I'll always go back to their catalog and listen to. You know, that hold a special place in my heart, right? So, so uh, Cool G Rap would be one. Um, we'll go. We're gonna go just to give the respect. We're gonna go current, and I, there would be no Mr. Hyde if there wasn't a Necro. So I'm just gonna say I'm gonna throw Necro in there. Just because I know that he's not old school or not. And a lot of people would say, oh, you're saying it because he's your best friend. No, I'm not going to say it because he's my best friend. I'm going to say because the catalog, uh, there'd be no Mr. Hyde if there wasn't for Necro. Um, Being a a director, a producer, an executive producer, 
uh, uh, an artist, a rapper, a personality, a friend. There's no better in the business, and, and, and not and not needing anybody. He doesn't need anybody. He does. He didn't do a, a thousand collabo records, work right. with a thousand different artists. No, do he, he's done it all himself without the cosign of anybody else, yeah. and and. And independent hustle. He's got the illest merchandise in the game, besides like you know, fucking ICP has sick merch, I'm sure, and fucking Tech Nine and these guys. Their, their merchandise is crazy. But I'm gonna put Necro there. That's it. Just you know, aside from him being my best friend, it's it's it's, it's you know, I don't even care if you see. I'm not doing it to big him up from to see this interview and be like, oh, I love Hyde. Nah, fuck all that. <laughs> ne Necro, Necro belongs there. Uh, so Cool G Rap Necro. I'm gonna say. Nas, okay. I'm gonna say Nas. So nasty Nas. Uh, there was no rapper or album that single-handedly made me say "Wow" when it came out. The Nas Illmatic. When that dropped, and I heard it in the park. I heard, I heard songs on Stretch and Bobito in like ninety. 92, 93, there was a couple of, like a, something that leaked, like maybe the first song he recorded. Um, and, and there was a, a track called um, On The Real, All You Crab Know The Deal, right? So I'm not gonna say the N word, not, not because I didn't grow up with it and I can't say it, right. but it was All You Crab Knuckers Know The Deal On The Real and that shit was crazy. It was a, it was a Queen's anthem. People were playing it in boom boxes in the park because it was a demo. Uh, Live at the Barbecue came out uh, yeah, and everybody just kept playing Live at the Barbecue and people who who didn't know about underground shit were hearing that song and liking it and, and it just transcended everything in the parks from the ground up. I would be playing handball as a fucking 13, 14 year old kid or 15 year old kid in the park. I, I don't know how old I was when it came out, but 92, 93 like that. And, and, and you know, it would be on repeat, you know, so so like. It had an effect on me. I was already rapping. I'm not going to say I wasn't rapping when Nas dropped, but I remember it coming out and saying, damn, like, I, I'm, I'm not as good as that. That's yeah. like, the, that's yeah. the best shit I've ever heard. I've never heard rap produced, like an album wrapped and produced with Primo beats and fucking large professor beats and, and Pete Rock beats and, and rap like that. From that yeah. Better than that. There, was, there wasn't an album better than that up until that time. Up till now, it's tough to, 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 to hold. It still holds up to this day. Yeah. So, Cool G Rap, Necro, Nas. Uh, you know, now to, to, to do a number four now. Um, okay. Can I do a group? Absolutely. Yeah, group can go. Yeah. Wu, Wu Tang. I know. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, so, so, so Wu Tang is the best greatest fucking hip-hop group of all time i don't care what anybody says it's it's not even a matter of opinion it's fact mm -hmm. they have any rap group that has a fucking instagram day woo wednesdays yeah, they have woo yeah. wednesdays. it transcended pop culture wu-tang is forever it's so sick oh, yeah they, i mean that motherfuckers were saying wu-tang is forever they're saying Wu is forever in 95, 94, right, 95, right? right? And it, it, Wu Tang is forever. That brand is never gonna die. There's fucking original series with actors playing Wu Tang members yeah. right. that are just blowing up a and whole kids. new group of people, a whole That's generation true. out of their music, like just from that fucking show. That's and and they had like the, the thing I said about DMX, their shit 
was very different from yeah. what was being played at that time. First time I heard the Wu-Tang, I didn't like them. I was used to Dr. Dre, like really West Coasty. Well, where are you from? Where do you guys live? You live in Detroit. Detroit. Okay, so yeah. but you were born, born and raised in Detroit? Yeah. Okay, so you yeah, yeah. you had more of a you had more of a tap into the West Coast. I, I hear you mentioning Tupac a lot. Now listen, yeah. Tupac, Tupac. But see, on my big four though, I would be Rakim, DMX, Big Pun. Okay, East Coast. Who's who would be my fourth though? I guess Mr. it would Hyde. be Hyde. Hyde. Yeah, it'd be Mr. Hyde. <laughs> Mr. Hyde's uh he's the uh, what do you call it, like the sixth man, <laughs> yeah. but the fifth man. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's like uh. He's, he comes he's in because Pun's dead. The, oh, wait, they're almost all dead. The Never mind. Oh, that's sad. Rock him still going. Rock him still kicking, man. <laughs> he's the fifth. He's the fifth Beatle with the afro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock him's <laughs> kind of the reason that Nas isn't on there for me because I feel like Rock him kind of created that flow. Well, Nas is a little bit of cool G rap too, but I, I feel like you know if I want to, this is gonna sound fucked up. I love you, Nas. Okay. But if I want to hear Nas, I'll listen to Rock Him instead. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> okay, so so I, I, I'm going to disagree with the first time we're going to disagree tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you you're bugging. Because. <laughs> hold on. No, hold you're going to really hate this opinion. Hold up. I got another one. Oh, God. Here we go. Oh, it was written as a okay. better album than Illmatic. So wait. What? <laughs> it was written as a better album than Illmatic. What is? I'm gonna what tell is, you why though. What is? What album? It was written. Is bet the second one is bet, and oh. I'm gonna say why. I'm gonna oh. tell you why. Oh my! The first God. one was what? Ninety four, I think. Yeah, it 94. sounded like a ninety four album. Listen, it was released. It ushered in, in the two thousands and ninety six. Kind of like Reasonable Doubt. Sounded like something you never heard before. Like you mentioned, the beats he was on. Yes, he wrecked them better than anybody ever had. But I heard right. them beats before. You feel me? Like what do you mean you heard like, the beats? No, you mean the ill the illmatic type beats? It means that, yeah, exactly. Like at that time, th there was a lot of them tracks. They were very, you know, the instrumentally, it was very similar to other things that were out. Even right, uh, right, somebody right, obscure right. like well, nine. Okay, okay. And I and he he was the on point, those beats. The point, the point you're making is valid. So so obviously Primo was big at that time, and, and there was a lot of uh, beats that sounded like the primo beats that, that are that are but but i disagree because new york state of mind that beat is completely that one that, one, I, that one's in its own category yeah that, it, it truly is that one's in its own category but i mean no. on the second one even though he started playing kind of a drug dealer role or whatever and people hate that i feel like he should he showed that he could rap on the most current different shit like he was on a Dre track. He's, I mean, everything yeah. was on that album. I mean, so I feel like the second one, I feel like he stepped up. I feel like yeah. he went a step further than that young kid that can really spit on them soulful beats. He stepped, stepped up into, I can do everything. That's what I feel okay. like he did in the second uh, album. I, I, but then I, I, I like Illmatic, or I mean, Stillmatic better than it was written. Yeah, I love Stillmatic. Stillmatic okay. was fucking well, great. This, this is why. This is why now, now, now we'll go back to my point. You're talking about Raekwon, uh, Raekwon, Rakim being, um, you'll listen to Rakim if you want to listen to Nas. Now, just the points that you're making, it, it, almost, sounds like, it, it, it almost sounds like you're telling me that it was written is better than Illmatic 
and then Stillmatic is better than it was written. Now, yeah. So basically, what that sounds like to me is that fucking Nas is fucking amazing and belongs he on Mount Rushmore. Better, right? He is, but the one thing that keeps him off of that Mount Rushmore to me is he has made some trash albums. And yes. Rakim's yeah. never made a trash album. <laughs> Big Pun yes. never got the chance to make a trash album, you know, yeah. fortunately. You know who would have been tops on this list to me if he lived? Big L would have been probably the greatest MC that ever lived, in my opinion. He could do everything. The dude was sick with it. But unfortunately, we don't have much to go on with him. But the dude, I'll put it like this. I love Jay-Z. I think Jay-Z is amazing. But with Big L, I don't think Jay-Z would have existed at the level he does. I think Big L did a lot of what Jay-Z does, but did it a lot better. I really do. And your baby's up. And your baby's up. Yeah, they're both like, y'all need to fucking cut this off. Yeah. We're done. No, I could talk hip hop forever. I mean, you know, it's, it, it is what I am. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, so, like, so, did, so did you complete the Mount Rushmore? You complete oh, wait, something. my Mount Rushmore is, wait. Yeah, you completed it. Rakim, uh, DMX, Pac, and, and Big, Big Pun. I feel like okay. Pun, you know. I have, I, have no, I have no argument about Rakim and Big Pun being there. Uh, you said DMX and who? Pac. Pac. Oh, Pac. Okay, well, Pac is transcendent. So many people I feel like, I so, so feel like you got to make it without him. Like he's his own I know, thing. Yeah, and it, it, so, 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 so many people relate to Pac's music because he was the, one of the one of the people that he made you feel a certain way. Yes, a lot of it was yes, the emotion, yeah. the voice inflection, the emotion behind his lyrics, yeah. the real, the real, the realness that you felt when you listened to Pac. Yeah. I don't think he was a top lyricist. At no, all? No, no. He's, he, um, he, as far he as what you're talking about, uh, 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 like, like, like Tupac, uh, lyrically, talking about technically lyrically, the mechanics of rhyming. He doesn't. He's not even close to Big Pun. Big Pun no, yeah, technically sure. will rip any Pac verse to pieces technically, but Pac made you feel a certain way. Yeah, you know, with his songs and with he made you feel emotional. Songs yeah, like we, we've talked about that on here where people will say like Pac isn't lyrical or DMX isn't lyrical, and I'm like, wait, well, a minute. they they are they're they lyrical are. in a poetic in way. way. Yeah, they, no, they are, and and and, and they rather they're than lyrical. an atmospherical lyrical way, they're like yes. poetic. Yeah, but Pac and was getting the multi-syllable shit on Machiavelli. I think you listen to some of that. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did. Uh, it was a little bit more. It was simple simplistic um you know but more more, more on the simplistic side to me anyway or, yeah. or it's not as it's not as complex as a, as a big poem let's say or cool G rap. if i had to take Pac out of there i'd put cool g rap in there for the simple fact that he influenced every rapper that i love after that like yes. in other words there'd be no pun if it wasn't for cool g rap right no right way. Direct uh, influence. There'd be no, there'd be no Billy Idol without Jim Morrison, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I mean, you know, and there'd be no fucking uh, Slash without Joe Perry. You know what I mean? So you, you, you have to put them on there. You are you are you an Aerosmith fan? Yeah, yeah. They're so, uh, they're a band I like a lot. Um, that was my first. Zeppelin's well, my you know, shit. You know, they're not. They they have huge commercial records, but some of their best shit is not commercial. It's their oh, no, I like yeah. the old yeah. gritty yeah, bluesy the, the 70s, the 70s bluesy Aerosmith. Yeah. Like the yes. I sampled uh uh what the fuck is it called? Seasons of Weather. Yeah. Like the shit like that. The the older stuff. Uh, I, I like they, all that. They have they're incredible musicians. They and, are. and I like and I like the bluesy 
Led Zeppelin shit. Yeah, Zeppelin is to me. I'm wearing a Beatles shirt, but man, I'm telling you, man, like I, I put Zeppelin on a whole different fucking level. Most bands, especially if you look at like 80s bands, like glam rock bands, all they would not fucking exist if it wasn't for Zeppelin. Jimmy well, Page, particularly. Uh, Robert Plant could be the, the greatest frontman. You know, like you, you just you 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 don't you don't know. It's hard to say because you got Ozzy. The, the, yeah. that's another one. incredible. We talk about the Mount Rushmore frontmen. You got James Hetfield. You know, it's 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 tough. It's so yeah, tough. Yeah. When you look at Zeppelin, though, there, there is one thing, like you said, there's some shit that's fact. And if you were to ask anybody that, that's a music connoisseur to name their top 100 riffs, I bet you 30 of them are Jimmy Pages. Right. So right. that's where I'm at with it. I'm yeah. like, this dude, yeah, this, this that's transcendent. That's a whole different level right there. But yeah, as far as front men go, God, I'm trying to think, isn't there some great front women that would actually fit in there? But uh, maybe I mean, not on that level but yeah i mean i don't know hard well, yeah i mean i'm just saying there's great front well front women could be in, a, in any back yeah yeah i mean but but, but listen there's, there's, and there's a lot of artists that were phenoms like you said like big l and and if you want to go janice joplin they don't have the biggest um they don't have the biggest body of work but they were phenoms right yeah, yeah just incredible. big l was just doing the storytelling thing on another level he was getting damn near horrorcore on some tracks. He had the oh, oh, punchline. Oh, one, one of my favorite tracks of Big L is All Black. Have yeah. you been oh, dressed one. in All yeah. Black? Yeah. yeah, the dude, I, I mean, he was doing everything. And I, I feel like, you know, hip hop lost something great with yeah. him. Same thing with Pun. Pun was actually doing his, his best fucking was, work. Pun, Pun was just getting started, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I put that Endangered Species album, which is really just collabs and shit that he did up against almost anything. But you mentioned yeah. like the Beat Nuts. The Beat Nuts are super slept on. There's some groups like that where I'm like, look, they were doing, I mean, you might say this person was bigger commercially, but like in the hood, the Beat Nuts was on r rotation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, during that period yeah. of time. In the, streets, in the streets of New York. In Queens, remember I'm from Queen, oh, Queens. Yeah, and, and Queens, arguably hip hop was created where I'm from. You know what I mean? So right. arguably, it's either the Bronx or Queens, right? So, right. so um, people, we were rocking in the streets when you were in the park. I was in the streets in Queens growing up as a kid, and and that's what was playing. Uh, you know, uh, the, um, beat nuts shit, 92, 91, 92, 93. That intoxicated demon shit. You know, pop the trunk, yeah. hit the deck, all, all that. You know that was that was what was in the parks in the barber shops. That's the real core of New York. You know what I mean? People playing basketball in the park, street ball, and they got the boom box out yeah. and they're playing pop. They're playing their tape. And bro, if you if you took somebody's tape out, it would be a fight. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. like, like like if you if you were like, yo, I'm putting my tape in. Be like, motherfucker, you ain't putting your tape in until my tape is over. And you, right. you'd be in a you'd be in a fight. It's the same. It's the same reasoning as. Uh, it's the same philosophy as if you change a channel in the day room in jail. You change oh, a channel God. in jail with somebody. You're gonna be in a fight. You know, you know that it could be. Yeah, you know, they could be watching the corniest shit. You could have the corniest. The, somebody's watching the love boat, right? Yeah. I was locked up. There was dudes watching like reality shows. I had this one. This one dude. This OG dude in jail with me, and he would watch in the day room. He would watch. Smallville, 
the Superman oh, show? <laughs> I've never even seen a whole episode. I know what it is, but I- okay. So this dude was OG gangster in jail, right? He was. I, I was in the riot. They, they called it riot dorm because there were riots a lot in my dorm. So fucking uh, people would get locked down. People coming with the, the the cops would come in the riot gear and, and beat the shit out of people in my in my dorm. It was fucked up. I was with all like bloods from like Long Island, from like Hempstead and shit. So anyway, so fucking uh, I did a six month bid. So you know in, in in county. So this guy would sit there and watch Smallville. And I, I was new in the dorm. It was like my first week. And I'd be like, yo, I would ask people, like, we're going to really watch this? They were like, they were like, <laughs> they were like yeah, you're going to watch that. I was going to say that, man. I hated being in jail where <laughs> like, yo, watch like, let's shows, watch bro. prison, blah, blah, blah. Let's I'm watch like, cops. Dude, we're sitting in Let's here. watch lockdown. Yeah, I don't want to watch this fucking watch. shit. <laughs> well, I think that's what it was. It's like some kind of escapism for OG dudes who have who are looking at major time. They didn't go to their, yeah. they didn't go to, they didn't go to court yet. You know, they, they didn't go see the judge. They didn't get sentenced yet. And they, they need to take their minds somewhere else. And they're watching Smallville. Yeah. The dude was, and if you change the channel, he was getting more. Th- he was. He was already probably looking yeah, at life. Didn't matter. <laughs> what's What's another body? I don't know. I had a fifth. Anyone changed my shit in there too? Yeah, I just, I just you know, like we just exposed that we've been locked up. But you know, I've talked about it in music. Well, <laughs> but that was the essence. But getting back to it. The essence of the street beat nuts were mad slept on. And what's funny is eventually I got to work, you know, like do shows with them. And Juju is a, is a friend of mine now. We see, if I That's see Juju dope. vlogs, uh, uh, the beat nuts were on tour with nonfiction, you know. So we, 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 we've done shows at SOBs together. Um, you know, Necro put out a record with uh, Al Tariq called oh, What's so Good. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of, one of, uh, one of the, when, when oh. Necro was producing beats for people around oh. I Need Drugs. He would he would do one offs. He would do singles with rappers, and and he did a single with Al Tariq. It was a record, twelve inch, called yeah. "What's Good." Oh. And Echo did the beat, and Al Tariq was one of the original members of the Beat Nuts. So you know a lot of history. And, and yeah, see, and I gotta ask fun. one thing before we go. Go, yeah, we is, gotta go. Is there one artist out there that uh, you haven't got to work with that that you would love to, that you would you know you'd aspire to to do a track with or whatever. Tom Araya. <laughs> Who? Who? Fucking Slayer. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> wow, good God. That's Tom Araya. Okay, all right. Yeah, shit. Th- that could be doable, That's man. I could see you hooking that up. That I mean, yeah. that would be Bro, doable. bro, just recently, Ozzy did some shit with Post Malone. Post Malone, yeah. You know what's crazy? I like that song, It's man. actually good. I was shocked. I like it. Yeah, listen, I can't front. I like it, too. So, so yeah. I, I and I only heard it because my wife played it. She was like, "Oh, did you hear Ozzy did a song?" About, and I'm like, "You know, no, I didn't hear." But I, I listened to it because it was an Ozzy song. I did not want to you know listen to it, but when and I, I didn't it, think Ozzy yeah. would do yeah. some bullshit. I was either. like, "Damn, that's just dope." <laughs> I mean, let's just say Slayer. I mean, I can you know uh, have uh, sample him or have him sing live a ho- a hide hook. Have him come oh, yeah. in. Yeah, that would be crazy. Some fucking Angel of Death type shit. And, and me rapping Angel of Death type lyrics, fucking crazy. And, and I would revisit it. I would say like, you know, the name of the track would be, you know, Angel of Death Re- Revisited. Because that song in a metal, from a metal standpoint, that song changed my life. I, I, at one point I had aspirations of being a pro boxer, you know, like it was either boxing or hip hop. 
I wasn't gonna, I was gonna get paid for my talents and, 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 and um, that was gonna be my entrance music. Imagine a boxer coming into with death. Nobody was gonna, nobody was gonna survive that match. <laughs> you know? Yeah, shit, mine would be, I always say I, I'd wanna do a track with Slash and Amy Lee from Evanescence. I want Amy Lee in the hook. I want Slash well, playing the riff. One of, one of, that's, that's amazing. First of all, that would be an amazing collaboration. Um, and one of, one of probably the most compared artists to my wife is Amy Lee. Really? Most people would say that like, when you listen to my wife's solo music, uh, you know, she, she's a singer songwriter first and she has a solo singer songwriter album called the sum of all tears. And, and her voice is very in the pocket in the realm of, of an Amy Lee. Damn, I'm definitely yeah, going to check, check that out. That out and y'all's new shit. Sure. You know what? So after we get off this interview, I'll send you some links. Yeah, yeah do that, do that. Hey, where yeah, do you listen to your music? Spotify? All <laughs> right. Yeah. Tell everybody so, where they can get your music. Let me, let me do my, uh, my shameless promotion. MrHideMerch.com to get fly-ass fucking hoodies like this. Um, any, any kind of signed CD, all my catalog is there. Uh, the only place you can get signed merchandise, but with my real signature is MrHideMerch.com. Um, go, go, go listen to me on every platform. Mr. Hyde, go on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, add me on Instagram. It's Mr. Hyde PLR. It's at Mr. Hyde PLR. And it's the same for Twitter and all that other shit. Um, if you don't want to listen to me, you can go fuck yourself because I'm going to be fine no matter what. <laughs> I got I got fans for the rest of my life, and I love y'all. Yeah, thank you for coming on, man. Definitely, man. Sorry to keep you so late, man. But talking hip. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Listen, the baby. Yeah, hopefully, okay. the baby will sleep better now. Like she's uh. I'll we, probably uh, break the interview into like two pieces and shit because people don't have an attention span. So. Yeah, yeah. They really, they really don't. And you know, yeah, we can do that. You could do like um at two different times because you know what we have a couple of different segments. We did the the yeah. new record and we did some. We jumped all over the place. I'm sure it's going to take a, a long time to edit this fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> My phone died twice in the process of the video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that tells you it's a good interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah listen, it, it's my pleasure. I'm very happy to meet you guys. And uh, it's nice to meet like-minded artists, you know, and, and people, just yeah. people in general. And listen, we have so much in common. We got the little ones. I know, uh, that's great. You know, and, and, and we got, we, we have, we're, uh, we're a married couple. You're married, you guys? Not yet. Me as well. Not yet? No, yeah, no, no. I'll my... be dead before we get married. Okay, well, that you can still get married, then. that's no, called next. Will eventually. <laughs> that's uh, no, you know. I'm sure. I'm sure he wouldn't mind preserving your body and he, doing the ceremony and all. Yeah, yeah I, be, I got. It. She gave me a time limit. Right, 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 right. Well, you don't <laughs> want Mr. Hyde to start quoting Beyonce, right? And if you want, what is it? What was the What was the line? Yeah, like, oh, God, don't put that song oh, man, in my head, man. That song I hate that song with a passion, you know, man. Just, I'm going like, to start playing it around the house. You should have put a ring <laughs> on it. Why did she stop being like this beautiful, sexy diva and get so fucking annoying? Oh, God. Uh, I, I, yeah, Beyonce's a douchebag. Yeah, yeah. She is. <laughs> well, you know, yo, you know who's a real fucking douchebag? You know who's a real douchebag? Angelina Jolie is a real fucking douchebag. I agree. I agree. Bro, I can't She's deal creepy. with her. She's so fucking... She's so extra. She's such a puke. She's so holier than thou. I can't yes. talk about politically correct bullshit, liberist, liberal leftist weirdo shit. 
It drives me fucking crazy. She's teaching her kid to be a transsexual. I know. Uh, is she crazy? Yeah, she's one of those. Oh. Like, oh, you didn't. You didn't know. You didn't know that. No. Uh, she's teaching her. What I can't remember. No, I'm extra mad because fucking... she's always been a conservative. She was. Her dad is a. Uh, the most yeah, conservative dude on earth. She was a she conservative. Totally flipped. Supposedly, bro, that's part of the reason her, her and Brad her broke father, up. Her father um, disowned her, bro. Her father disowned her. You yeah, don't fuck. Yeah. yeah, she went to she went Hollywood. She went the other way. Completely. That, that's yeah. the kind of shit I won't get into it. That's the kind of shit we bitch about. That you know, there's too much intertwining of celebrity, government, and in media. Yeah. You know, to where you have to be a certain way, and we yeah. don't. We don't. We don't. We're actually moving to somewhere to get away from all of that. Yeah. We're moving to the Outer Banks in North Carolina. We're gonna live in a fucking beach, basically. Near it. And you know that that's our new existence. I'll be there. It's one of the tourist hotspots of the country. I'll be giving people CDs that are from all around the world. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it, there's there's so much. There's and you know this from touring. There's so much more to the world than where you're from. Like we always urge people to get the fuck out. Get out go, of here. Go hometown. experience new shit. Yeah. Maybe it'll make yeah, you stop. Stop being. Right. Stop being so close. So close-minded. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. You know what I mean. So. No, I agree. Right, I'm, I'm, Have a good yep. night. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, man. For real. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I just had to put the baby down again. Oh, no, right. well, I gotta go but, put ours down too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's that's work it's been cool. Fun. It's been it's been like more than an interview. It's like more than it's like a hangout. You know? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, good shit. Very um, anti-social, so it works for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great, man. Well, listen, you have um, you have my my number, and I, I what I'll do is I'll you know, you, you, you guys are on my friends list now. You guys are cool with me. So I'm, I'm going to send you, I'll send you some links. The first one being the sledge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. For, just, for the, just for the joke of that one, just to hear it. Uh, and then you guys, you send me some stuff too. I want to hear, I want to hear your music, you know, just send, yeah, send, I'll send me you some shit because I think you'll appreciate it. The album's actually called 1996 and it's kind okay. of going back to that era. Well, you know that's I mean? the, that's one of my favorite years in hip hop. I mean, yeah, you know, we have a whole episode on it. I got my reasons why. Actually, it was written as one of those reasons. But yeah. That's all. But but the, the albums that came out that year is just ridiculous. It's when I first picked up a mic, and it's just that era is something to me. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do this. But I may do '97 next if I do anything next. Okay, that that sounds good to me, man. But I, yeah, I'll I, send you something for sure, man. Let me know what you think of it. Any the criticism first, you got, I can take it. <laughs> the first rhyme I ever wrote uh, was 91. It was 1991. It was like the end of 91 into 92. So, um, but, but. You got to drop in 1991. Yeah. What? That can be your, you know, you can, you can take the idea. Do a 1991 <laughs> <album>. <laughs> no, Mixtape. Make a, it a mixtape. I, I might just say something in a rhyme about 91. But yeah. No, but that, it, it was a special year. But the thing is, um, I think. I named, I became Mr. Hyde. I didn't come become Mr. Hyde until like 95. So that's, uh, the, uh, at first I was, I was the catastrophe because my, my, I told the story on, on Max's show uh, that he said, he asked if I was always Mr. Hyde. And at first my rap name was the catastrophe because my name is Christopher and my uncle used to call me Christopher catastrophe because I, I was a terror as a kid. I used to break things and anything I would touch would break. And, you know, I'd run through the house and be like a tornado, like the Tasmanian devil, not, not unlike my daughter now. So, 
So, uh, but yeah, but then I found out that that uh, the the group once I became really entwined with underground hip hop and hip hop in general in like '95, I found out that Tash from the Alcoholics, the group the Alcoholics, yeah, but short for catastrophe. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that, and I didn't want to bite anybody's name. So yeah. I, I um I took the, the the character from the book, the the movie, you know, the Mr. Hyde character, and I figured nobody's gonna name themselves Mr. Hyde like as the entity. Uh, like like Dr. Je- I know there was the old school group Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That made, yeah, like, there was a group, but they made it was a group. They made one album, and it was it right. wasn't right. Uh-huh. It, wasn't, it wasn't the theme. It wasn't evil or anything like that. Uh-huh. And then then I know that they had retired for a long time. Right? They, they yeah. So so Mr. Hyde, the entity, and the whole shtick was Dr. Jekyll's dead. I became the monster and stayed that way. Or or I'm the Mr. Hyde monster. Anytime I pick up a microphone. I become Mr. Hyde. So, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of cool. I was like, it's kind of original and it kind of, it sums up me as an artist. It's his style. You know, so, but, and then come to, come to find out once the digital age happened, anybody can name themselves anything and upload this shit to to Apple music and whatever, or to to TuneCore. So now there's like 25 Mr. Hydes on fucking digital. Oh, that's fucked up. (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm I'm the biggest, but and, and I'm the most googled. Like you know, like if you if you Google Mr. Hyde rapper, I'm the one that comes up. Yeah. But there is a, there is a lot. There's one from Italy. There's some fucking homo Mr. Hyde from Italy who raps about love in Italian, <laughs> which is fucking strange as fuck. Why would you name yourself Mr. Hyde, a monster, a violent monster, and then sing in Italian about love? I don't want to date that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless it's his real fucking name, I don't see why he would call himself that. Nah, it's not. Bro. It's not. No, it's, I had to change my name 15 times because of people having the same fucking name. But yeah. I mean, it's actually, annoying. You know, it's funny. It's a, Maxwell it's so always gets you to say what your name was like when you were a kid. Yeah. He did that to me too. And I forgot. What to was it? Apart. What was your first rap name? It was Protege. Oh. And okay. the, one of the reasons I ditched that is because people couldn't read it right and they thought it said Prodigy. And there was already two Prodigies. There was South Central Cartel Prodigy and Mod Deep Prodigy, of course. Right. So, you know, I, I went with, the, with, with verbal. Is that, is that, now, is that both of, are both of them RIPs? They both died, right? I don't know if South Central Cartel is Prodigy is dead. dead. I, 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 I don't want to. I ain't heard I'm shit from sure. him in a long yeah. time, so that may be true. He might be. Yeah, I, I, I think I might have heard something where he's dead, but, yeah. but I, I don't want to. I don't want to put the fucking. I don't want to put the fucking. If you're dead, rest in peace. If you're not, live well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, and it would be the worst if like he's not dead and he dies like next week. Oh damn! See, no, but then I could be like Nostradamus. Nostradamus. That was a little gay. That that the, the Nostradamus thing was a little gay. No, because we were talking about Nas. <laughs> right, right. About no, 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 not you. I'm saying the album. I didn't like the album that much. Oh yeah, it was uh, a bad album. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, of course there's some good lyrics on it. Yeah, um, well, there's always there's always gonna be good lyrics on Nas album. Oh well, yeah. That's the thing. If you spit, it's like you're gonna find the good in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, not and, and listen. He he won the Grammy, right? For 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 best new album, he won the oh, Grammy. Oh, I think he did. That's because yeah, of the Puffy the, single. Well, he he won the Grammy, but I thought this album was a pile of shit. I listened to it and I was like, wow, this is he. he all he's doing is collaborating with new age fucking trap rap fucking garbage. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't really I wasn't really feeling any of the beats. There was like one song I liked, and it wasn't even the song I thought I was gonna like. There was a song called The Firm or something like it was like he brought back the firm. And I thought that would be something dope. 
but it, it, that the song actually sucked. Yeah, that didn't go the way it should have, but that's because Mega wasn't on it. My yeah, I, I love poor Mega. Mega's the most raw out of the firm. Yeah, he was the yeah, most raw. Yeah, I love Mega, man. I wish he would have got – well, actually, you know what? No, I don't wish he would have got more attention because that may have affected – you know, he may not be the MC. Yeah. Oh, she's like, man, fuck y'all. Right. It's time hey, you, know, you know what it is? I, one last thing before I go, right? So what, that point that you just brought up about Mega, a lot of times – we stay if we don't get that recognition and we don't blow up. Like if a Mr. Hyde blew up, maybe who knows? I don't know. It's not in my my because I'm so competitive, but I might become like I don't have the chip on my shoulder or that edge or that fucking right, you know yeah. that hunger exactly. where I'm coming at you Bullshit. every time I rhyme. I'm coming for the throat. If I'm doing some kind of lyrical coming at you, you know I'm coming because I have a chip on my shoulder. I still got something to prove. So right. Mega always came from that perspective of having something to prove and being always under. Nas and all those other guys who didn't who didn't fully blow up and didn't That's really true. get their due, so I think he, it made him a little bit more edgy. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly right. It kept so him in the me, essence in the street. I, I'm looked at as one of the most underrated rappers in hip hop. So, so being that I'm looked at and I know that I'm looked at that way and I feel that way sometimes, uh, as far as recognition is concerned, I'm always going to come for the throat. I'm always going to, I feel like anytime someone hears me, it could be the first time they're hearing me. Yeah. So I got to make that first impression. That's These, rappers, that, yeah, for sure. these artists need to hear. Yeah, Bro, it's yeah. so true because I'm that way. If I, if you put me onto an artist, say you send me an artist right now, right? Like just that you want me to hear and I hear it and I think it sucks. Five years from now, if someone brings up that artist to me, I might've never listened to yeah, another like, song, oh, they're terrible. But, but I'll be like that, that guy, didn't impress me he sucks but he might have released three albums in a row two years ago that were great right. but I Classic. because That's the first right. time that I first heard impression him, first impression if you don't grab me i'm not listening to anymore you yeah like, no you're, you're right. right damn that's so, that's so i i agree with that and i i have people who still uh think that i'm like this one-dimensional non-evolved horrorcore rapper who didn't do anything since Barn of the naked dead that only raps you know with the same type of mechanical flow that was on barn you know what I mean? Like not mechanical, but like more like Neanderthal, like very raw, yeah. very you know grinding. But I now I'm flipping my flows left and right, doing different cadences, different shit, voice inflections. I do so much shit now that I would have never done back then because I wasn't as experienced as an MC. But right. you know, but that first impression—that's the thing. You know? It's everything, absolutely, yeah, for sure. Well, I All better right, get, to, get to sleep. Uh, yeah, let let's go. Sleep. I'll talk forever. <laughs> No doubt. I'm the same right. damn way. Good shit, man. Let me let me know once it's once it's edited and you're ready to rock and you send me the links, I'll promote. I promote. Bet. Okay, Appreciate that for sure, bro. All right, bro. Be good. No good. Doubt. Very very nice to meet you and the baby. You good too. night. And on that note, we say peace. No, I don't know. You got anything um, to add to the video? Before we go, I wanted to give a shout out to uh why I'm just passed away. One of my uh, favorite, very not very well-known uh, Southern rappers in Tennessee, Mr. Southside Death. It's very sad that he was just starting to do some shit um, again. He yeah, he was coming back. Was, yeah, to come back doing some songs with Jelly and stuff again. Him and Jelly and Struggle and all them guys go back like super, super far. What are you um, <laughs> So 
yeah, that was sad. I just found that out today that he died like a week ago. So rest in peace, Mr. Southside Death. It's very sad. Definitely. And I mean, I can't wait to hear the tracks that he's got with Jelly Girl. Yeah. One was like a single, I guess. They're going to drop that before he drops the project. Yeah, they have one out right now. I think he has like a whole project. Too, so I don't know what they're going to put out and what they want. But. That's why you got to show love to the artists with the real talent, not always go with whatever hot thing pops up because, it, you know, you see people. That's where you find people too. And, and a lot of, like, the artists that, like, a lot of the Southern artists that uh, I had even, like, forgot about that I listened to a lot, I just was reminded of today because I was going through old tracks of worms and i was like oh man like i love this song i love this song it's got this cat and this cat and this cat and i'm like oh shit i used to listen to him all the time what the fuck i started pulling up his music and like guys like uh like lex top dollar and high roller and shit like i forgot about them and they're guys that don't get very many props that should i mean they do in their circle but they don't anywhere else really so it's uh it's almost as though you, you want to hurry up and shit. listen to these cats and appreciate them before they yeah, pass. Yeah, before they're gone. And then, you, you know, then there's no more Because this is hip-hop. You have a life expectancy of, like, fucking 38. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what the average age is. But, you know, they talk about... You, you always hear about the NFL, right? You think, like, oh, well, Tom Brady played 20 years. And my favorite, uh, even Kelvin Johnson, he quit early after nine years. Well, supposedly the average NFLer lasts three years. Right. Yeah. So all these guys that were, you know, great in their own right or was becoming great and yeah. maybe got hurt. Something happened. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's a lot of artists that fit that same bill. I don't know what our life expectancy yeah. is, but it's pretty fucking low. Yeah. I don't just mean cats getting murdered and shit like that. I mean, not just, just anything, man. Health problems, fucking. Yeah, I mean, hip hop comes from a place where people, you know, the health I mean, average isn't health, very good. Health shit and drugs and car accidents, all kinds and of shit. Violence man. and just yeah. hatred and, and yeah. everything else. So appreciate your artists that are great. Yeah. Appreciate sure. Mr. Hyde. Yeah. And all of PLR. I, I've always loved Necro, Ill Bill, and like for the reasons that we talked about. I didn't know enough of Mr. Hyde's music because I was always working on projects. Right. Yeah. So if you notice, I'm quoting stuff from Necro from when he first started. Yeah. You know, rather than his most recent shit. Now, I will check in and check this shit out. And I knew verses of his. Yeah, I'm going to check that but out. But I'm not sure. as hip to it as I should be. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, he it understands is. That yeah, well. he does, too, because he don't know fucking the huge artists that, that open for him. Right. Or that he opens for Right. Him. And it's not a disrespectful thing. It's just. No, not at all. It just is what it is. Like, I give my props. Like he said, man, it's like, uh, I basically heard him rap once. Yeah. And it was like, okay, he's good. Filed him away in a good right. category. Right. You know what I'm saying? I hear somebody's fucking whack the first time. They're filed away. Yeah. You know, the ones in between are the worst. I know. You know Honestly. Where, don't know where to put that. I'd rather talk about the whack guy. Yeah. The, the, that's actually a good topic. Like, oh, this guy's whacker than everyone else. You know, why is he whack? You know, rather than why is this guy painfully average? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> the people that are painfully average don't exist. That's what I'm saying. They don't exist to anyone. But yeah, it was a great interview. I, I love I, I love getting in my everyday life. I don't get to uh, get into conversations about hip hop like I used to. Yeah, it's nice to talk to somebody that's a hip hop artist. Um, who's accomplished who accomplished and who's also you know as eclectic <laughs> she's got something in his, who's as eclectic in his music taste as uh as we are because that's not all that's not a conversation you get to have all very, very good often. artists 
I'm 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 finding that all very good artists uh, have eclectic taste. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it it, it, it sometimes you'll hear a great artist say that they've only ever listened to this or that, but a lot of times it's almost like they're they're playing the company the tone well, of the company yeah, you're, That's you what know, they're supposed to say. Everybody is raised on certain music, and most of the time it's not like your parents were listening to the fucking music that you're listening to now. So if you're like, oh, I only ever listen to this, I'm like, yeah, right, you're a fucking liar. Right. <laughs> the great artists that I've, I've had the pleasure of speaking with, they've all had very eclectic tastes, um, and a lot of the same names come up, you know? Yeah. There's a reason for that. And I love being put on this stuff. Yeah. And we're definitely going to, uh, the only thing that worries me is like putting that track that he mentioned, Sledge, in the video, even though it's on YouTube and all that. You he used Jay Ritter Damage's video. They might flag it. Or they might flag it because he has it copywritten. Well, I mean. They flagged me for my own music in Yeah, we can link to it at least. So you can or maybe I can out, like maybe. play it on a, on, on a phone. Yeah. Or something. Oh, wow. Look at this old phone. This is Micah's That's phone. That's Micah's phone. Look at <laughs> I got this big old block of a thing. Yeah. The, here, not that I have influence, but don't buy the LG K92. The battery does not last at all. Oh, damn. It, it doesn't. You get halfway through your first text message on this phone and it dies. That's so You know what I'm saying? So, but, <laughs> but anyways, great interview, I think. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I get half of we'll it up this week. If not, be next down, week, yeah. whatever um had some great conversations about music about creativity i love having someone on who's creative who isn't just like you know stereotypical yeah one dimensional as far as like i'm gonna name all these you know and and, hey maybe like you know that that they're telling the truth or whatever but sometimes you can tell by the music that's reflected it's just good to have a real conversation because it's you know i mean we could call it an interview but like that was a that was a conversation we just sat yeah, and talked yeah. for like you know four hours or one. I mean, yeah was it was so, that long i don't know it's been it's long. Even the longest we got. so it's like you know that was a, a conversation and it <sighs> goes back to like what the our show is minivan musician saying you're just you know a normal dude that's got a family that's got this that and the other and this is what you do is your music and you know i mean he had his kid on there too with our screaming so yeah you know, that's that's life. Definitely gonna peep this album. I'm gonna give y'all the real deal feedback on it. Yeah. You know, and uh I just I have a feeling it's gonna be really good. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll go into it unbiased and, and everything I'm with a clear mind, but I got a feeling it's gonna be really good. The elements that he described. Uh, and then plus when somebody's been doing a thing at a high level for so long, you know you can tell when a project is great of theirs because they light up like a kid when they're talking about it. Yeah. And it's it, cool that his wife's on and all the cool stuff that they were doing too. That that's um excited to hear that. That's cool. Yeah, we need to play piano. People on are side. doing that. Yeah, sorry, I can't offer you that. <laughs> I can't yeah, I can't offer you. You sang that. on one, so there's that. Yeah, my voice you can is keep off doing that. Spot, but... You keep doing that. I, I, I sang on this DMX track, I guess you could say. I guess yeah. it's singing. But yeah, we're gonna get this little singer to bed. She's really irritated with us. Yeah, she's she's done. Oh, look at her. Look at the baby. Uh-uh. <laughs> she said, uh-uh. All right. I know I say peace.